Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Live from Peoria, Arizona, it's your old pals, Ben and Woods. Let's get our heads right. Uh, feeling, feeling number one, very lucky to be here this morning. It's, uh, it is, it's such a nice day. It is such a beautiful morning out here in Peoria. And we are live uh, on your radio. We're live on your Odyssey app. We're live on YouTube. You can watch the feed uh, there as well. It's not the most flattering angle of me. i got to be honest with you. I'm going to have to turn and suck it in a little bit, Benny, but... <laughs> Uh, listen, that's why I wore a vest to mask the fat. We have been uh, we have been here for some really crummy weather mornings: wind, rain, sleet, cold, hail, like just snow. brutally cold. Yeah, it is ideal it's conditions this morning. It is so nice out here today. Oh. Hopefully, a harbinger of things to come. Uh, well, as sixty I, degrees, a, a, ah. yeah, sixty degrees. I'll take that. I'm Woodsy. That is Paul Rindle. He's the executive producer. Got everything all dialed in this morning, and uh, we are out here on the. The patio uh, of the Peoria Sports Complex. We've already seen some players rolling in. Uh, Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor and uh, napper extraordinaire, uh, conversationalist extraordinaire, joins us as well. Good morning. Did you enjoy your drive with us to Arizona in the front seat? 
yesterday. I did enjoy my drive. Well, my ride. You said you had to drive. I offered fine, to drive, but and you I've said had, absolutely not. It, you're driving you're, to Arizona. You're, when you're in a car with someone for six hours, I, w- I would have had more conversation with a hitchhiker <laughs> that I picked up on the side <laughs> of the road. Paulie, over under nine words, he said, on the six-hour drive. Uh, under. Just, I'll take the under. Doesn't that make me the ideal passenger? No! chatting away I, the entire time. Oh That's the last thing you God. want from someone in your car. Mm. You, you're Bro, listening to your music. I'm we made it to silently. El Centro. And not even to El Centro. And he's, he's asleep. A- and Woods just looks back at me, and I'm doing the... Why am I not sitting Why in the front? Why am I not in the front? I have a small apartment in the back of this expedition, thanks to our beloved Manny Sedano Ford. Thank you. Thank you, Manny like, Sedano. Ben, you could have just Ford. laid up in the back. You would have been perfectly fine. And then me and Woods could have talked, listened to music. Fine. On you the know. way back, I will sit in the back and fall asleep, <laughs> and you guys can talk in the front all you want. Whatever. Oh, God. I had a nice drive, other than I the time we did. almost died. I bet you did have a nice drive. Um, yeah, I thought, oh, this would be nice. Get to catch up. You know, we see each other on the show. And, but when you got six hours in a car with someone, you can really drill down and get to the root of some things. And you can, can open up. You can, can uh, plot and plan and scheme for the future. But was not to be. Now, as we, as we started our journey, everything was fine. The car, uh, it's an expedition. It's beautiful. And we were cruising right along. Before you get to the story, mm-hmm. let's introduce uh, Italian Paul as well. Indeed. Uh, Frank Marchese, who is back in the studio. Hey. Rarely do we have both uh, oh. Paul and Italian Paul Two on the Italian same day. Pauls. But we have them both <laughs> with us today. And uh, we would be remiss if we did not uh, thank Frank for his hard work back in our Odyssey studios in San Diego. Thank you, Frank. Hi, Frankie. Good morning. I'm not important. Continue with the story. You're very okay. important. So yes. Yeah. So we are. Uh, we're past Gila Bend. Well, Correct. So we, we drove. Yeah. We drove. And we stopped and got lunch at Mr. G's in Yuma, and it was fine. And got back in the car and then drove to Gila Bend and gassed up. And um, if you've ever made this trip, and I'm sure many, many, many of you have, there's two lanes on the 85 from yeah. the eight up to the 10. You do that. You're yeah. good at this. Yeah. So when you cut up from Gila Bend. There's the uh, there's two lanes going north, like 25 a, minutes, a big median, and then two lanes coming south the other way for about yeah it's about a a 35 minute jaunt from the eight to the ten as you're on your way up toward Peoria and the Phoenix area if you're going you know the the normal route from San Diego. So I'm in the fast lane, and we're just cruising along, and it's we're actually you know you got about an hour and a half left or whatever. And the music's loud, and we're having a. We we're actually talking I'm awake at that at this point. point. You're awake now. at that point, and we're chit chatting. All of a sudden, guys, I look up, and I see <laughs> every car in front of me go left, go right. Everyone's swerving out of the way, and I think Just a scramble, a scramble. And I look up. There's a semi truck that's locking his his wheels up, and I'm like, Oh my God, what what am I about to crash into? Well, let me tell you guys, it was another vehicle. On the wrong side of the highway, coming towards us, directly towards us, in my lane. Stopped, you know, didn't panic, just tapped on the brake a little bit, and then just swerved over well out of the way. And, you know, I'm starting, my hands are shaking, everyone's okay. We didn't, we didn't yank, you know, I didn't yank the wheel, we didn't lock up or anything like that. It was no very kind of calm. Nice move into the, the slower lane. Yep, no, no, no panic at all. But the weirdest freaking part, man, about it all was, so Friday night, you guys know I had a, a SEALs game to work. 
So I was pretty pretty beat. It's been a long week. Kids are sick, the whole thing. And drove down, did the game. It was a late starting game. It started at 8, which you had, had joked on the air, man, watch it go to overtime. Well, <laughs> son of a bitch, it goes to overtime. And we end up winning the game, thank God. But I walk out of there at 11.20, 11.30. I mean, it's been, I was up at 3. It was a long-ass day. So I'm driving home, and I'm just not feeling great. Um, I was overwhelmed with anxiety. Overwhelmed. And I'm driving home, down the 5, and I go, man, I don't know what's the matter with me, but I had this panic that somebody was going to be drunk coming the wrong way on the freeway. So I go home. I can't sleep. I'm pretty wired from the game. Only got about probably three hours of sleep. I woke up in the morning. Hannah was in the garage working out, and I stumble out there in my underwear and said hello. And she goes, why, why aren't you sleeping? And I go, I couldn't. I said, I couldn't even drive home last night. I was such a wreck, the anxiety. She goes, what, what were you anxious about? I said, somebody coming the wrong way on the freeway. And she goes, what? And I go, I don't. I go, it was an irrational fear, certainly. But I was, my both hands were on the wheel the whole drive home, death gripped, just waiting for some idiot to come on the, the wrong way. And I just thinking about my kids and my family. And I just was a wreck, man. So the fact that it happened a couple of days later was was bananas. So, so not an irrational fear. But maybe the weirdest part is the the sedan that was coming at us never seemed to realize they were on the wrong side of the road because they just kept going. As, as far as we could tell as behind far as us, we could tell. they were going to make the entire drive from the 10 down to the 8 in Gila on, the wrong side. on the wrong side of the highway. And they were completely unperturbed by the amount of cars just constantly swerving off the road and to get away from them. there was no intersection particularly close. Not My really. This is, going for at least a couple for a miles. Yeah, they had been at least going a mile or so the wrong way and had no intention of turning around, you know, pulling off maybe and just turning around and going with traffic for a little bit just to just change to get it up. Yeah. Matthew in the chat says the 85 is known as the head-on highway. Is so that right? Apparently that's a, uh, that's a thing here in Arizona <coughs> that you get drivers who, and when they turn left to go south, you're supposed to cross the first intersection oh. and then turn left on the second one, which is the, the southbound. But they turn left on the first one thinking, oh, two-lane highway, yeah, I'll go on the right side. That's not. That's a one-lane. That's a one-way highway, <laughs> and you're turning the wrong way on the one-way highway. So we saw that firsthand yesterday. So that was a little bit creepy, right? So, But the, the fact that, uh, that I had, had woken up and told Hannah about it the next day and, and then it happened was just – it was an eerie, eerie feeling. So uh, apparently there's a guardian angel watching out for us. Um, so I'm very thankful that we are here this morning. Now, I'm very excited for the second part. The of second this part segment. of this story gets very interesting here. And I mean very interesting. So we show up to our Airbnb in Peoria, Arizona. As you guys know, if you've listened to the program for a while, um, we let our boss, Adam, book our very first hotel room out here when we just started. We didn't want to make any waves. So we said, sure, you book it. It was 47 miles from the complex. <laughs> it was the world's biggest dump. Uh, it was, 700 traffic signals between yeah, our hotel and the Peoria Sports it Complex. It was in the parking lot of a Waffle House and an auto parts store. That was It was the parking lot in auto parts, Waffle House, uh, Roach Motel. We went in. I had feces on my curtains. Ben's room had a meth lab like right outside. It was it was it was horrible. So we took the bull by the horns from then on, and we said we said uh, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to book Peoria and everything else. Hang on one sec. Hey, is uh, JoJo in there? Will you give him these? Deli- <laughs> Thank you. 
All right. used golf clubs. Yes. Love you, Ricky. For our beloved <laughs> Ricky, Jojo Tarantino. Ricky Huerta, who keeps all the guys healthy. Um, <clears throat> so we took the bull by the horns on this one. And uh, we, we've been booking Airbnbs ever since. We always have some fun. There's well, been some good ones. There's been some okay ones. Creepy bedroom had I had a couple of years ago. You, with had the, the you had the creepy bedroom, which was great. Baby photograph. Paulie and I really were great. Weird. We were great in that. I loved Last year I had the master suite with the giant bathtub, yep. and it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. So we um, – It's about 7 o'clock. Yeah, pull in about, about 7. And we pull up to the front yard, and I go, well, this can't be it. <laughs> this looks like a place where squatters live. <laughs> so sure enough – we, uh, we walk out, we go, all right, we go up, we fumble around trying to get in for 10 minutes. Finally get in. We got to change the code. So we get in, and we walk in, we go, okay, all right, it's, it's okay. It's kind of bright, kind of airy. There's some, like, fixtures missing off the walls and stuff. but Decent no, no couches. It's, it's a yeah, fine I mean, house. Yeah. It's a fine house. There is NFL Blitz in there from 1999, last century. by the way. Last, last century's century. video games. That's fine. It's no big deal. We're not there for that. We start walking through the house and scoping out the bedrooms, and uh, I we Paulie notices, huh? The first bedroom I look into, I just I take a look in, I turn back down the hallway and I go, oh no, oh no, check this out, guys! All of the sheets and towels were piled up on the floors, stripped in, beds in each and every bedroom, which used is towels, which is the protocol when you check out of an Airbnb. Hey, no problem, rip everything off. And leave in the pile. And our cleaning crew will come in. They'll wash everything. They'll get everything. Okay, great. We walk in. Nothing had been done. Not a damn thing. Trash now, again, cans were full. Trash cans are full. Yeah, everything was as the last people left it. And now, by, likely yesterday morning. By this time, it's around seven thirty. We're laughing, but we're also starting to cry a little bit inside. Woods has already started a load of laundry. So my initial <laughs> reaction was this: Well, we're going to have to this. We got to get this thing going. So I grab a pile of laundry, which is disgusting. Like I don't know what that last no. family or whoever. No, you don't. I have. No, they could have been shooting a. Or no, there. I have no idea. So I pick it up. I, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. disgusted thinking about it. So I pick it. I'm like, we, I just, I had a workman's like, a work started. Let's a workman's like attitude. I said, now, I'm so like, this I, is going to take but, three or right. four hours. Yeah, I mean, just one load of going washing and drying is going to take at least two, two hours. hours just to get the first bed done. So we're looking at at least six, six hours. hours to get all of our beds made and ready for. To go to bed at what, like 2 a.m. when we've right. got to get up at, at you know, 5 a.m. for the show. And not only that, we all had a buttload of work to do last night for yeah. today's show and getting everything dialed in. So I start a load, and I walk out, and Ben is just sitting on the couch, and he's on his phone. I go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm looking at hotels. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even occur to me. And I go, you know what? All right, Paulie, call the guy. So Paulie calls the guy. He goes, oh, yeah, it's my fault, Paul. Oh, no kidding? It's your fault? <laughs> really? I thought you we sure? did something wrong. Are you sure it's your fault? <laughs> what was his name? Paul? Ron. 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 Ron, are you sure it's your fault? So Ron, then this is the best part. Ron says to us, I can get the cleaning people there in two hours. <laughs> he goes, excuse me? Where are, not, they, where are they coming from? <laughs> where are they coming from? I mean, I'm impressed that there's a Tucson. cleaning crew that will come out at 9.30 p.m. on, on a, a Sunday, Sunday night. First from Tucson. Of all, but... They're going to drive up. <laughs> so, so, then, so morning show brain, my brain starts going. And I go, 9.30 is when they'll get here. So we could work for a couple hours, do some laundry. 
Then go somewhere then while they're go cleaning. Somewhere, like, so Paul, a late dinner. So Paulie asked the guy, what does it usually take them to clean? He goes, about two hours. And I go, all right, I go, pack your stuff. I go, get, get your stuff. Everyone grab your stuff. <laughs> so we loaded our stuff, and we were driving, looking for a hotel. So then Fun Boy over here to my left, Ben Higgins, <laughs> says to me, says to me, um, hey, I found a hotel for us. And I said, oh, well, what's the name of it? And he says, ooh, I like this. It's called the Hotel Serene. And I said, it sounds like an all-nude hotel. Okay, number one. It had five-star review on Yelp. It had five-star reviews on all-nude review hotels. Because I pull up Google. I Google it. The Hotel Serene. Two-star hotel. Three, a rating of three. <laughs> and so I start reading the comments this morning laying in You're bed. You're not going to find the Ritz in Peoria. I'll tell I you I wasn't that. looking for the Ritz. So I look at the – I'm reading comments from people that stayed there as early as last week, and they're like, um, there were other people's hair in the bed when I pulled the bed sheets <laughs> down. I was like, I would have murdered him. So I said, to, uh, I said to the guys, I said, look, there's one place I know. We've all stayed there. It's going to be the most expensive, but it is the most convenient. And frankly, at this point, after a six-hour drive, it's eight thirty at, at night. I go, we're going to the Hampton Inn. So we went to the Hampton Inn. I walked in, and I must. She she's like, everything okay? I'm like, yes. I go, we're in a little bit of a quandary. I need three rooms. And she's like, let me see. If I, yeah, I got it. I go here. Here's my credit card. <laughs> Put these on my credit card. The guy stayed in the car. I booked all the rooms. I got it styled in. Now, here's the problem. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Those expenses were not approved. Hey. Pre-approved. Yeah. So, there's a decent chance that I take a $900 bath on this deal. <laughs> now, I did get my points on my credit card and the Hilton miles. I took all of those, but I don't know that it's worth $900. Now, so, today. Ron did say. He did say. He would pick up our hotel room for the night he for said our hot- inconvenience. He said hotel room. Uh, and he, he was on the speakerphone in the car. He knew that there were three of us, but he said room singular, not rooms he plural. Didn't, now, the all in, I mean, it's not a cheap hotel. It's all in with taxes. And he was going to give us half off for the first night at the Airbnb as well. Sweet Don't forget guy. about that. Half off. I'll, I'll <laughs> save you guys a half day. So, again, all in, it was 308 a man. Tax and tax title and license, 308. 927. It's 927. Adam. So I guess we will see what happens here in the future. But uh, I can tell you right now, there's nowhere to go but up for the old Ben and Woods crew out here at Spring Train. We are well rested, though. We are. I, made a very short trip. You had waffles we this morning, ha- hey, which guys, you love. Adam, yep. Michael, if you're listening. No breakfast charges. No breakfast charges this morning. You know why? Because it was on the house, pal. That omelet that I ate is burp, is gurgling up a little bit, by the way. I had one bite of it. Do you have the vanilla waffle or the red velvet waffle? I had the vanilla waffle. Vanilla waffle. Very nice. It was phenomenal. <laughs> Worth the 308, by the way. <laughs> Worth the 308. It's but, waffle. So we're off and running here. Um, now, uh, we're about to go to a commercial break. Yeah. It's going to give everybody a good five, maybe six minutes from now. We'll be right back. In those five minutes, we have just posted to our YouTube channel the 2024 edition of Ben and Woods Cribs Peoria. And uh, if you want to see what we saw, 
seconds upon arriving. There's a into little the bit of a bait Airbnb. and switch element to it on this one. You for think sure. so? This, yeah, yeah just a little so. bit. Just a little. There's bit. There's a little bit of a bait and switch. That is live. We just tweeted out the link. It's yeah. on our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Ben and Woods. Jeff, thank you for the one dollar. We are sub. now only nine hundred and seven dollars <laughs> in arrears. The one dollar donation from Jeff. That's yep. gonna help. Yep. Oh my God, man. So here we go. Uh, excited to be here, though. I mean, you know, if it, if it ends up costing me $900 to do this, that's fine. Now, we'll come back. We'll set the table. Benny will uh, do that. But Caitlin does ask in the chat, when is Jake coming on? Jake Cronenworth is scheduled to appear here uh, momentarily. He's one of the oh, early, yeah, that's right. one of the early, early arrivals. So he'll be yeah, here. The reason we're here, actually, yeah. We yeah. will have lots of uh, Padres guests stopping by. We can't pinpoint anyone's exact time. So don't miss a second of Men and Woods. We are live from the Peoria Sports Complex. We'll be right back. On a Monday morning at spring training on San Diego's number one sports station. Let's get our first check of traffic this morning on 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I was so busy playing NFL Blitz 99 last night, I didn't see you actually take a plunge into the backyard pool during our Cribs video. I think I got scabies from that pool. It is dis- It was disgusting. Normally, we uh, we just set the uh, menu for what's coming on today, but let's jump right into it. It's Ben and Woods live from Padre Spring Training in Peoria, Arizona. It's our second segment, and we are happy to be joined by Padres uh, first baseman Jake Cronenworth is with us. Jake, it is great to see you out here at spring training. How are you feeling? How's everything been so far? This is my con. Yeah, there we go. Now we're ready. Now we're ready. Morning. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, it's warm out this year, which is good. So nice. It's yeah. so nice. We it's... was so cold and windy and yucky last year when we were out here. Well, for them, too. You know, they had to, you guys had to go out and, and, and play in it, but nobody feels terribly, you know, for you guys. Mostly us. They feel bad for us. Uh, well, number one, I had to start today by congratulating you on the Michigan Wolverines winning a national championship, much to my chagrin as a Notre Dame fan, and really the other fans of all football teams in yeah. the country. I don't know that anybody wanted to see everybody that. Everybody hates us. It feels good, right? It feels amazing. So, I was there. Oh, yeah, you were there. Oh, you went to the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Where'd you sit? Uh, like right on the goal line, uh, probably like row 25-ish. It's pretty fun watching your team. Now, who were you the there with? You were there with? Uh, there were like, some other players there too, right? Uh, well, Rich Hill was there. Okay. Snell, I saw Snell there. Snell was there, yeah. He I was saw in him. Washington gear, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, sucks for him. Uh, <laughs> but it was like a bunch of my buddies that I played with in college. There's probably like 20 of us, which was really cool. Is that your? You think that's your favorite sport other than than baseball, or is it? Are you, you're a hockey guy too, aren't you? 
Yeah. Yeah. I like playing hockey. I love Michigan football. Co- watching college football. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, it's it's awesome, man. It's awesome to see you. I know that you've been you've been doing the the media rounds out here. Sammy Levitt's been keeping you very busy, and uh, he's been talking. This has been my favorite part of spring training so far. Sammy Levitt talking about uh, your off season and your reflection on last year and how it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. And the word that he keeps using is vulnerable, vulnerability. And I'm like, I can't wait to get in front of Jake and ask him uh, what exactly kind of. Hannah wishes you were more vulnerable as well, I think. <laughs> Hannah, wish I, Hannah wishes I was way less vulnerable. She hates vulnerability. Uh, trust me. Um, no, but, I, I, you know, listen, self-reflection is a tough thing to do sometimes. But uh, for you, I know it didn't go the way you wanted. How, uh, how's, how would the offseason go and, and how, what did that entail? Yeah, it was good. I mean, first thing I kind of took care of was getting the wrist all healed up yeah. and all that. And, um, you know, that was good. But, um, yeah, I mean, just going into the off season, um, you know, I'd had three previous good years, and I kind of had gone into each of those off seasons doing the th- same things I had always done because it was working. That's what you do. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. When something works, if it it works don't don't fix it it. yeah it's the same thing and you know i kind of went to this offseason and you know really kind of broke everything down looking at you know swing what can i do better what can i do better in the weight room what can i do better on the field you know offensively defensively even just from like a mindset approach like mechanically and like how i breathe um there's a lot of things that i looked at and and just making yourself open to new ideas and like shoot we have two and a half three months to really try a lot of different things and you know <clears throat> like sam said i made myself vulnerable in those situations to learn and um you know pick the things that really worked for me well they say you can tell how a season's going to go by the very first spring training game do they say that? you did hit a home oh, run yes. so everything's going to be fine this be fine. year Alex Vezia hates to see you coming that's for sure <laughs> Anytime Jake Cronenworth steps to the plate, the guy has nightmares now. So congratulations on that. But, I mean, early results, obviously it doesn't matter what happens in spring, but how are you feeling, like, compared to how how it started last year? Yeah, a lot of it is just, you know, I had a really good spring. I had not great hitting mechanics last year in spring training. Um, so it's kind of, I mean, a lot of that was because I was on time last year and, you know, I was hitting well, so it was the, it was the confidence piece, you know, kind of your mindset. Um, this year, you know, I feel really good. I feel, like, very strong, stable in the batter's box, like, ready to go. And now it's just just like everybody else in the clubhouse. It's just getting our timing back, you know. Seeing sliders at 93 and 100-mile-an-hour fastballs isn't the easiest thing to get back on time for. Yeah, I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's absurd what you guys, uh, you know, have to do, your, your job and – and have to do it at a high level uh, every day. We're joined by Jake Cronenworth here on Ben and Woods this morning. It's been also pretty fun to watch you out there showing Xander Bogarts the ropes at second base. How surprised were you by that uh, that revelation uh, that happened early on in spring training? I'm sure you guys probably knew it was a possibility, but um, it's pretty cool to see him out there. And, and what have you been telling him so far? Because it's, yeah, it's of, different, right? It's way it's, different. I mean, every position has their own, as I've told you guys in the past, has their own, like, intricate details that not each other position has and um there's little things that you can do to make the position easier and make it a lot um i guess easier on yourself to go out there and just say i'm just going out there to play and when this happens i'm doing it um 
So that's kind of how I viewed second base and the way I looked at it and just giving him little tips to make it easy, man, because this game's already as hard as it is. No doubt. And, you know, if he can have, you know, a couple different things for each time there's a different situation in the game, like, oh, this ball's here, like, this is where I'm going and this is what I'm doing, you know, just to make things easier on him. And you know, he's never played second base. Either, it's, so which it's is crazy just, because, you know, the playing shortstop, you're coming towards first base. Everything, all your momentum is going that way, and that's what you want. Second base, you, you're stopping sometimes. You got to stop, reload, throw the ball there. You got to get it there accurately. Guys burning down the line. Uh, you know, can't really. Nobody's going to try to take you out anymore. But they're bearing down on you pretty good, which is you can see them bearing down on you from shortstop. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game. How's he? Uh, how's he done so far? He's done great. I mean, shoot, it's only been. I don't even know what day it is today, but. Today is Monday. Monday. Today is Monday. Yeah, it's been probably what a week. Yeah. Um, no, he's doing great. I mean, it's he's an athlete. He's an athlete. He's a baseball player. He, obviously, he's a shortstop. You know, it's we have four shortstops on the infield, and it seems like each guy has gone to a new position and done fairly well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just learning. Like, you know, it's no matter what point you're at in your career, there's always something new you can learn in baseball talking to jake cronenworth here on ben and woods and you were really a trendsetter because you were a shortstop they moved you to second then first then they moved hassan kim from short to second then they moved tatis from short to right and then bogarts from short to second uh, jackson merrill from short i was to a pitcher left. too don't forget that you were a pitcher no, you too, too that's right <laughs> um I, is a position a position change some some organizations will say hey we don't want to move anybody off their position padres have been pretty open with it as a professional as a big leaguer do you feel like it's okay to be making position change i mean tatis handled it really well jackson seems to be doing pretty well so far yeah i think it, it a lot of it is just knowing that it's happening so you can prepare for the season it's whatever your whatever line of work you're in if you know something's coming and you can prepare for it it's going to be a lot easier to do um, that's kind of how I view it. Um, you know, I've, I've moved around my entire career. I don't think I've ever come into a spring training really knowing where I'm playing, so I'm used to it. Um, yeah, it's just kind of how it is. It's baseball. Yeah, no question. Talking to Jake Cronenworth here on Ben and Woods this morning. So last year, uh, I can remember sitting out here with the kind of the like nervous, tingly excitement of like, okay this lineup is going to be fearsome and we spent all this money and we did this and obviously it didn't work out the vibe this year though does seem a little bit more i don't want to say relaxed i think everyone looks really focused and it just it feels like kind of there's a weight off though like getting that done last year getting that out of the way you you turn the page and uh, now back to the underdog role which i think a lot of guys uh, thrive in yeah i think you know the biggest thing is uh do you want to say hi manny Hi, Manny. Manny. Manny will get his uh, turn, that's but for he, Yane, he's, he's got a little, oh, little you guys are too much. father to be present. What up, crew? How you doing? <laughs> Morning. <laughs> oh, you guys are live. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, live. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to say hi? <laughs> yeah, say hi to say hi to every the thousands watching back at home. That's right. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get, catch you later, man. We'll get you out here. <laughs> oh. No, you're welcome. Thank you. You bet. I think uh, the biggest thing was there's a ton of excitement and, you know, all this stuff around last season. Um, You know, I think as Sam, I was telling uh, that, you know, looking back on last year and, like, we get all these new players and we have this team and, you know, we get to spring training 
and nobody's here because everybody's at the World Baseball Classic. Yep. And everybody's, there's guys in Miami, there's guys in Japan, there's guys in Taiwan. And I'm like looking around and I'm like, man, we got this awesome team. Nobody's here. That was the one thing that, you know, stunk was we never had the opportunity to really get together as a group. Some of those teams went fairly far. You know, a couple of the teams, you know, didn't go far, but it still wasn't until March that everybody was here as a group. And then two weeks later, the season starts. I want to ask you about Jackson Merrill a little bit. We saw him again this morning, ran into him when we were here at fantasy camp. There is a confidence there that I, I don't know if it's earned Jackson yet. Jackson Merrill's at fantasy camp? Not he, fantasy camp. Oh, uh, oh you know, yeah, he, he was, was here. He well, was. he was working. He, he was, was working, working out while, while these guys were playing. But he <laughs> he was wanted, here. They wanted to get him some, some extra yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> there, is a, there is a confidence there that, I mean, for a guy who hasn't played a day in the big leagues, I don't know if it's earned or not, but you, you feel that from him? How yeah, like, my, confident our lockers are next to each other, and um, another guy works his butt off, yeah. and he's prepared. And He was at fantasy camp, so <laughs> you, know, yeah, you, guys, you guys were the ones that were working with him in the case. Yeah. It, it's why he's like this now. We know this. He was actually. He's got Woods' unnatural confidence we were, for no reason whatsoever. We were in the cages, all of the gross, <laughs> overweight is, fantasy yes. campers. We were. We were in there hitting. That's embarrassing. Right over there. He walks in, and he's just sitting at the end of the cage, and he's like, bat between his knees and just waiting and somebody's like hey uh do you want to, do you want to get some hacks he goes yeah i'm just waiting for a cage to open up <laughs> get out of here let this guy hit man but he's you know he's another guy too that is you know most likely going to be moving positions um but again an athlete that can can play anywhere on the field so far so good for him yeah i mean <clears throat> yeah like i was saying our lockers are next to each other and He's confident. He prepares well. Um, he knows the game. He's a smart player. Um, he's still really young. Yep. I didn't even know how young he was. Um, 20, right? Yeah, yeah 20. 20. Yeah. No, but he's a great kid. He's respectful. He does all the things the right way. And, you know, the way he carries himself is, you know, the way you kind of present yourself on the field. And you kind of see how with the way he plays. It's great. It's awesome, man. Well, we'll let you yeah. get uh, get going. Get your work in. We really appreciate you as usual, and we're always rooting yeah. for you. Thanks, boys. Awesome, man. Jake Cronenworth, uh, first up, a great way to lead off our yeah. Padres coverage here at spring training. We're going to be here uh, today through Wednesday, so we'll have lots of different players stopping by, managers, coaches. Uh, do not miss it. We'll take a timeout here. Oh. We'll come back. Uh, we should have uh, some more players cycling in, so do not go anywhere. Ben and Woods back after this on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Jake Cronenworth just joined us live, our first guest from Padres Spring Training. It's Ben Woods live in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, we've got, uh, we're working on some, some other things. Hopefully some other players will be coming up uh, in the next uh, 30, 45 minutes. Let's check traffic, though. And Padres did get their first uh, win of spring training yesterday. Uh, we'll get to that coming up after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. So all the pessimists out there who are worried that the Padres were going to go 0-187 between the spring training season and the regular season, you can rest easy. They got their first win of the Cactus League yesterday, 7-0 over the Chicago Cubs over at Sloan Park in Mesa, Arizona. We got to listen to some of Jesse and Tony on the drive out. Well, they sounded we hit the mountains, but they sounded great. They sounded as always. great. The uh, you know the vibe was was very strong in the booth, and uh, those guys mid season form already. We were listening early as Jackson Merrill had uh, 
I guess his breakout game of the spring. Yeah. Uh, two for two with a walk, two uh, runs batted in, a run scored, doubled and scored to give the Padres their first lead of the Cactus League uh, early in the game. Jose Azokar had a couple of hits, including a solo home run. Jacob Marcy had a couple of doubles as well. So, you know, the outfield, the one that all the question marks are surrounding going into spring training, looked awfully good yesterday. I think uh, Merrill was actually DHing, but he was. Uh, guys who are candidates for the outfield had absolute fantastic performances yesterday. And, of course, uh, they, they shut out the Cubs on three hits. Randy Vasquez pitched his first two innings in a Padres uniform in the spring, worked around a couple of walks in the first, but uh, got out of that without any runs. We saw a couple of the top prospects in uh, Drew Thorpe pitched an inning. Adam Mazur pitched a scoreless inning. It was just, uh, you know, a solid all-around performance after their uh, their three losses to start the spring against the Dodgers and Brewers. Yeah, one of the first guys in camp this morning was Jackson Merrill. He, he walked in and uh, said hello, and we'd run into Jackson a couple times before, and I said to him, I said, hey, how you doing, man, getting locked in? And he looked at me and goes, been locked in. And I said, all right, you got me, man. I'm all in. He had some quotes yesterday that struck me as remarkable for a 20-year-old who yeah. was trying to make the big leagues for the first time. Maybe it's good to not know what you don't know. Yeah, of course. But, you know, he talked about how I, he says, I own the at-bat. When I'm up there, I know these guys are all good. They're all good. They're tough to face, but it's nothing I haven't seen before. Everyone throws hard, and when I'm up there, I feel like I'm in control of the at-bat. And then he goes, my bat-to-ball is very, very impressive. I mean, the guy does not lack for confidence at all. And, you know, at some point, you're going to run into a, a slump. I mean, it's the major leagues. These pitchers are so good. But I love where his head is at right now as a 20-year-old. He said, I, could, I, would, I would sleep here if I could. I love being at spring training. I love, I love that, being man. at camp. We've seen it firsthand. He's been here when he doesn't have to be here. The guy, like, lives at this complex in the offseason. He's here first thing in the morning. The guy absolutely loves being a baseball player. He is putting in, a, you know, all the work possible to, you know, make it a very tough decision for the San Diego Padres, who I would think at this point are probably leaning toward having him on the opening day roster and, and probably being the starting left fielder. If we're being honest at this point, barring any surprising acquisitions between now and opening day, the front runner to start in left field in the opening day lineup in Korea in three weeks is going to be Jackson Merrill. He, he's done nothing to to tell us that he's not ready for the job at this point, correct? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, li, li, that coupled with the fact that there just aren't any other options, really. You know, I mean, that's, that's, a, big, that's, that's a big part of that's it. That's a big one. And, you know, Profar coming back is great. But uh, as, you know, we've talked about since they re-signed Pro, I don't think the – I don't think the – the move was ever to sign Jerkson Profar to be your starting left fielder, Ben. And he's going to be a really nice guy coming off the bench, certainly. And a guy that can play multiple positions and a guy that can, you know, uh, switch hit and a guy that can play some first if you need it. A guy can play some outfield. So he's a valuable piece, uh, but he's not a guy that you probably want to have out there every single day. I think the, the more impressive that he looks, though, does it change A.J. Preller's strategy? Because I, I, think I firmly so. believe there's something coming. There's... There's either another free agent or two coming in or a trade that's going to be made. But if you're confident in Jack be out there on an everyday basis, I'm not saying you don't need another outfielder, but maybe you devote more resources to another starting pitcher yeah. as yeah, opposed yeah. to filling what you thought was a desperate need in the outfield that looks a little less desperate after the first couple of weeks of spring training based on what you've seen from Jackson well, Merrill. Well, and again, you know, take take you can't say out of one, we can't say out of one side of our mouths spring training results 
don't really matter, um, you know, the scores of the game, because they don't. The scores of the game don't True. matter. What they're evaluating, though, goes beyond a box score. You know, it does. It goes beyond, well, I got two hits today. You know, those two hits, you could have flared one into left field. I mean, they're looking for a guy that's going to be able to make that jump. Now, what's going to happen to Jackson Merrill is pr- what happens to all guys that comes up. He's going to struggle. It is inevitable. It's not a matter of will he struggle? The answer is yes. He undoubtedly will. He could come out gangbusters. Then he could hit a, a skid where he doesn't get a hit for 40 ABs. It happens all the time. It happens to the best of them. So can he handle that? That They're looking for that kind and, of and, stuff. And what Jake told us, that's one of the things they're looking for. It has nothing to do with the results in the games or even in the batting cage or how he looks in left field, but how is he carrying himself? And and as Jake said, he's 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 respectful, he's responsible, he's doing things the right way, the way a big leaguer should do them even at 20 years old. Jake said I forget how young he is. He doesn't seem like a 20-year-old, a guy who's not even legally allowed to have a beer yet. And he's preparing as though he's going to be the starting everyday left fielder for the San Diego Padres in 2024. Yeah, I mean, this is a valid question by our pal Satan's Blowfish. He says, is he going to hold up against quality starting pitching and high leverage relief pitching? The answer to that question is almost certainly not. not. I mean, until he does. Until he does, how will he handle when he does? You know, when he's not hitting well, um, can he contribute in other ways? I mean, yeah. it, it's going to be a struggle, just like but, it know, was for Jer- every single Jerickson's player. not going to hold up against the the top starting pitchers and the high leverage relievers. Jacob Marcy's not. Whoever they signed at this point that's still available, you know, Michael A. Taylor. They're not going to. They're not going to blow your 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 doors off with how they perform against top pitchers in the league. But you know what? Uh, Jackson Merrill can do. He can get the bat to the ball. Yeah, you know Makes we contact. saw him go the other way a lot. He can, you know, flip his bat out. He can make contact. It doesn't look like he's just going to be a strikeout machine up there, even against top pitchers. Yeah, it, will he hit home runs off of the best all the time? No one does. Yeah, no one does in Major League Baseball. It's how you handle that. You know, pick your spots, find your, and it looks like he he understands the at bats and how to approach them and how to attack them. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, to watching him progress. And and remember, I mean. I know that, that we're all, after last year, it was, you know, playoffs or bust, and, and I think the expectations have to remain the same. And I think it's important that he knows those expectations, and I'm sure he does. And I'm sure guys like Manny and Xander and Jake and those guys are telling him, listen, this is not, while it may look like a transition year and the media is calling it a transition year, make no mistake about it, there's still a ton of talent on this team. This team needs to make the playoffs. A couple other notes over the weekend. Uh, Manny Machado made his debut on Saturday. Uh, as the designated hitter, doubled in his first at-bat of the spring. He looks good, as we saw him walking in a few minutes ago. Uh, Padres lost to the Brewers on Saturday, 11-7. to Some struggles from uh, Pedro Avila and Robert Suarez in that game. That Again, first spring outing, you're not looking necessarily at results, and, and it's not that big of a deal, but certainly something to keep an eye on with Avila being one of the guys who was competing for those last two spots in the starting rotation. Did have a nice inning from uh, Jairo Uriarte in that game on Saturday, pitched a 1-2-3, very quick frame, and and impressed in in his first uh, start. I don't know that he's seriously being considered for one of those two spots, but Padres and and Mike Schilt have been pretty pretty open about saying anyone who's here is basically competing, unless it's Ethan Salas at 17 years old. Most of the guys who are in camp are competing for some sort of potential job in camp. They're not just roster fillers. They're not just biding their time until they get sent down to the minor leagues. If they look good, even if it's a guy like Jairo Iriarte, there's a chance they, they could make the, the opening day rotation. 
There's been a couple of guys that have looked outstanding so far. Estrada's another one. He's looked he's looked great in in his outing. So there's um, a lot of really really high high ceilings for a lot of the relievers and and you know maybe potential starters as well. Uh, we were happened to catch uh, Drew Thorpe's first outing as a Padre yesterday. Now, I went back later and watched a little video of it and saw his changeup that Jesse and Tony were raving about, and it is no joke. I mean, it is no joke. I mean, he's probably a year year or two away, but, I mean, we, we said that about a lot of these guys. I, I, Drew Thorpe l- was the top minor league pitcher yeah. in all of baseball last year, last year with the New York Yankees. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Mostly at single A. But his double-A numbers were terrific yep. at the end of the year. Was voted the minor league pitcher of the year in all of baseball. I mean, it's not crazy to think that he can be ready to take the jump this year, maybe even early this year. 100%. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. So we will see how it all shakes out. Look at that. Spring training Sammy's over here. Hey, buddy. How you doing? We've got a couple minutes here. We have one minute. Did have our first injury of the spring uh, reported as well. Some back spasms for Yuki Matsui, who uh, was supposed to go yesterday. They held him out. Hopefully just uh, extra caution at this point early in the spring. But uh, that's a little update on what happened this weekend. Sammy, how have you been? I'm doing great. Tired doing great. Uh, I hit a little wall yeah, yesterday. I, 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 haven't been, uh, I haven't been eating nearly as well. So that's part of it. you got to keep up the nutrition and the sleep. And I was not. But I'm doing well. A little cloudy this morning, but like uh, perfectly perfect. pleasant. Did you hear our story this morning, how we've already yes. spent yeah. more so I- money in one day than you have in your two weeks here? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. I'm sure they're totally going to sign off on it, too. <laughs> I have two thoughts. Number one, um, I think the hotel that I was at last year has been renamed the Hotel Serene. Serene. Oh, okay. Because uh, the hair on the pillow okay. sounds That's norm- just familiar. about right. You, you experienced um, that. And I would also say that uh, in no way, shape, or form should you have to pay for the first night there. 100%. 100 You've got a battle. Percent. Not a, no, we do. Uh, we don't. Adam does. Is that an Adam Klug thing? That's an Adam Klug thing. That's ridiculous. It was absurd. Man. Odyssey's lawyer. We have a team of lawyers who are on it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we do. Back in Odyssey First headquarters. Order somewhere, wherever our Odyssey headquarters are, Peoria, the legal team can get on this <laughs> and, and make sure we're fully reimbursed and compensated, Woods, for your uh, your extra credit card there's, payments. There's a good night. chance that they next year say, you know what, we're not sending you guys anymore. That's it. That's <laughs> Let's enough. enjoy ourselves this well, year. Yeah, then. we're going to live it up this year. I always year. worry about that. Like, they're not going to let us come back if we're not careful. So I know. Who did have on so far? Just yeah, Jake. Just Jake so far. Uh, but uh, hopefully we've got someone else coming out here for the top of the hour. Why don't we take a break? Yep. Top of the hour. Uh, we'll see if we can get another player coming out here at 8 o'clock. Sammy, we'll catch up with you, obviously, yeah. over the next Whenever. couple of days. Good to see you. Sam Levitt. Uh, it's Padres. Uh, Spring training 2024 live from Peoria, Arizona. Bennett Woods will be back. Hour number two coming up next. We'll get some of our regular features in. They may be at different times, our, our games and stuff, uh, just based on who's coming out. So just stay, stand by, stay with us. It's Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. All right, Ben Woods back live from the Peoria Sports Complex, Peoria, Arizona, Padres Spring Training. We're going to be here now through Wednesday morning. I already talked to Jake Cronenworth. Uh, Paulie's going to go back into the Padres Clubhouse, which is open for the next half hour or so, see if he can pull someone else uh, out here. There is some at least unconfirmed reports, Woods, that Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, is here this morning, going to be doing his uh, annual 
address, his tour of the, like we do, our tour of the training camps, our Tier 1 tour. He's doing his Tier 1 tour of uh, actual spring training camps and talking to the players. Uh, one of those, like, you know, Q&A sessions, like ask the commissioner anything. Oh, my Sort God. of sessions with, uh, with the Padres players probably going over and talking to the Mariners as well. Uh, two birds with one stone, as it were. I have not seen Rob Manfred, but, yeah, the report is that he is around here this morning. Uh, I, Mind he, your P's and Q's. I mean, I, I can't if he if 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 you're gonna boo if you see him. Well, aren't if you? we get a chance to to interview him, <laughs> like yeah, I have to just hammer him. I do. I was reading a piece this morning. Actually, I got up super early as usual and laying in my uh, very expensive uh, bed at the Hampton Inn. My one night stay over there, Ben. Very plush. Actually, which bed did you choose? Did oh, you have two? I had two. I had two. I was on. If you walk in, it was the first one. Really? I yeah. was on the second one more by the window. Okay, no, I put my suitcase on that one. Interesting. Yeah, and then because I like to, when I lay, I want to have my, like I am at home, everything's to my right. Ah. So that's how that I roll. Sense. So I was laying there this morning. I opened up The Athletic, and I was reading uh, the latest piece by Evan Drellick, who was talking about, is he really going to walk away from, from the game in 2029? We're still a couple of years away. Uh, and it's a really good piece. You guys should check it if you uh, are so inclined. But he was talking about, you know, some potential names to replace him, was talking about how for Theo Epstein is I have one of not the names. heard that. I didn't see that one in there, actually. I, if, I, I, not in that piece, if it was but in there, I, I, did, I, I heard that one mentioned at least by some baseball people. Now, sure. who you want to be commissioner well, and so, who actually ends up being commissioner, so, totally different things. It, yeah. <laughs> yes, if it was my vote, it would be Joey Votto. Yeah. But to have a guy in there that actually loves baseball, the owners aren't going to sign off on it. The owners want a guy like Rob Manfred, and they want an owner or they want a commissioner that will line their pockets as best as, as he can and do everything to favor them. Which the, is not always in the best interest of fans or the game sometimes. Or the players. Yeah, what's, or happening, the with players. The, what's happening with the Oakland A's is not in the best interest of fans or baseball, but it helps maybe line the pocket of the owner, John Fisher. And, Correct. And Rob Manfred has greased the wheels to help him make that happen. Not in the best interest of baseball, though. <clears throat> no, not even close. And and the owners really like a, uh, they like we said, they want a guy that's going to help line their pockets. The players, but Goodell does the same thing. Now, the players, the players would like a guy like Theo Epstein, or they would like a guy like Joey Votto. They would like somebody that actually cares about the fabric of the game. But let's not kid ourselves. The players also want to make as much money as they can make, too. True. They, they do. And you're seeing now... No one's really advocating for the fans here anymore. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's exactly yeah, right. I've heard from hey, 30 years ago, Bob Costas would be a great commissioner of baseball. That's never going to happen. No. And as much as you respect Bob Costas and as much as he may be a great steward for the game, he would actually probably have the interest of fans in mind. And no one in baseball actually wants a commissioner who is looking out for the fans. They want people who are looking out for the owners, then the players, and fans are somewhere way down the list when it comes to the commissioner's priorities. Yeah, here it is. The next commissioner, four questions loom over process to replace Rob Manfred. Should we even be talking about this? Is January 2029 really the end for Manfred? Um, there's, you know, listen, somebody's going to have to take them through expansion in the next couple of years. That's been something that's been on the table. Um but there's a couple names mentioned in there. But, yeah, they, they need somebody that, that works for both sides, and that's just not going to happen. No, no commissioner of, a, of any league is going to be able to actually work for both sides in their interests. So uh, I would expect, and, and Evan Drellick expects the same thing, Ben, we're staring down the barrel of another lockout in 
two years? I think yeah, 26, it was a short, was a short uh, deal that they signed. Yeah, so that, that is something that, and again, what, what happens when, when that happens in baseball? Everything slides backwards again. you got to rebuild the fan base, et cetera, et cetera. So it is, uh, it, it's quite a conundrum right now, but we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, Joe Mustro, what's up, buddy? Joe is how you here. Doing, man? Good to see you. Good to see you, Joe. Um, we'll talk to you at some point when you come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Kyle Higashioka is going to be stopping by, Paulie said, in just a minute or two. So we'll uh, we'll stall for a second until uh, new Padres catcher Kyle Higashioka comes on the scene. Had some uh, baseball news, obviously, over the weekend. I don't think it's been officially announced yet, but obviously the biggest move is uh, Cody Bellinger returning oh, to yeah. the Chicago Cubs that's pretty big. on a, a three-year deal, $80 million, but essentially three one-year deals with opt-outs, starting with uh, $30 million this year, and then he can go right back to free agency. But clearly the... Uh, the hope of landing, you know, a, a nine-figure deal, or maybe a two hundred million dollar deal, the target that Scott Boris said at the beginning of spring training, did not happen for Cody Bellinger, and he went back on a fairly uh, affordable team friendly. At least, I mean, thirty million is a lot of money, but one year not the kind of guarantee I'm sure he was looking for in free agency. So, with that opt out, so he's going to make thirty million this year. Correct. Then, if he opts out, it's he, a he, it's he, a player option. It's a player option, so he can become a free agent or he can go back for another thirty million next year in 2025 and then after that he can opt one more time out or come back for 20 million in 2026 and by the time that deal's over i think he'll only be what 31 years old so he can still set himself up you know if it, he has a good year this year he'll he'll go he'll into op- free agency he'll again out. he'll opt out for sure if yep. he has, gets hurt has a bad year he can try it again at 30 million and then you know the tougher decision would come the next year where you're taking a pay cut do you hit free agency or do you just do accept the, the 20 million but uh, for the Cubs, obviously, that changes the equation, especially in 100%. a very winnable division. Getting him back is a huge move for Jed Hoyer. Many, you know, are, many are saying getting embarrassed by the Padres yesterday is what actually spurred them to go out and make that decision. I actually think it happened the night before. But, um, yeah, no, it's a big move for them. Obviously, he's a name that would have looked really good here in terms of the Padres no being an outfielder, a left-handed hitter. But even at one year, $30 million with an option – not someone that, you know, Padres could have kept under that luxury tax threshold. So, you know, if you're looking for signs that the Padres are definitely trying to, to remain under the luxury tax, the fact that they, they weren't in on a, on a fairly affordable conversation with Cody Bellinger tells you right there, you know, what's part of the strategy. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. I saw that. walking yeah. by. He's, he's, he's hard to miss, actually. That, that aura. Yeah. It's hard to miss Just, when he walks in. How you doing? He's yep. definitely he's, he's he's talking our beloved Tom Seidler. He is there. over there, yeah, and we'll hopefully uh, catch up with Toddy as well before our three days are up. Yeah, we didn't uh, get a chance to sit down with him last year. Looking forward to uh, to chatting with him. This yeah, year. well, remember last year he was going into the still on the suspension. He yep. was here, but they were kind of keeping him away, a little away from smart from the spotlight. Got to ease him back in. Yeah, this gotta, year it's full go and uh, everything is is good to go. So. Um, let's see. Why don't we take a quick take a timeout? Yeah. Let's take let's a quick timeout, and then uh, hopefully when Polly comes back, expecting Kyle Higashioka to join us here in a couple of minutes. So let's check traffic, and then we'll be back with more live from Padres spring training in Peoria, right here on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three. The fan. Do not go away. working hard behind the scenes juggling around he said kyle gashioka is uh, training room not feeling well but uh, jose azokar sugar 
maybe coming out here in just a second. I want to remind everybody, of course, spring training is underway. That's why we're here. And for the latest Padres news, you can try listening to the chapters feature from the show every day. Each topic we cover is broken out, so you can find what matters to you most. To get started, just download the free Odyssey app. All right, I see, uh, I see Sugar walking by. So yesterday... Had a very nice game. Very had, uh, nice. A couple of hits, a uh, double, and the first home run of the Sprinky absolutely murdered it. Mashed that one. Went down and, you know, like went down low, got that pitch, and absolutely crushed it. And joining us right now here live <laughs> from Padres Spring Training is Padres outfielder Jose Azokar. Sugar, it's great to finally have you on with Ben and Woods. It's good to see you, man. Oh, thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be in spring training. How uh, how has your spring training gone so far? You look you look good. You look big, strong. Yeah, I look. I put, I put a little more muscle in my body, and then uh, I've been working since I finished the season. I get a good impression like the last month, so I get that feel, and I was like, oh, I need it for next year. <laughs> how long? What's your what's your lag time? So the the season ends. You take a couple weeks off, a week, two weeks, three weeks. What'd I mean, you do? no, I normally go home and spend that time with my daughter a little bit, and then go right to work because I'm going back to Venezuela and play like winnable yeah. for like a month, and then came back, start working again, and then get to the spring time. Yeah, Jose. Obviously, uh, your role with the Padres so far has been, hey, be ready when they need you, backup outfielder, get in there, play some defense. But but now this spring is a little different. Obviously, there's some. There's some open spots out there. Do you feel like this is your opportunity to say, hey, I'm, I'm more than just a, a fourth outfielder. I, mean, like, yeah, I can start here. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I think we have uh, I have opportunity to, to play every day after the trade we get. Um, so I'm ready. I'm just ready to, like, give, they give me opportunity. So jumping in the field every day, do my best, and then try to make the team get better. Is that a is that is that annoying when you see a guy like Fernando Tatis Jr. who's played infield his whole life and then he goes? Out to I mean, yeah, hundred percent. It's like you are a super athlete. You coming from the infield whole life and then go to outfield and get a platinum glove? Yeah, okay. I've been playing it for since since I was like five years old and I didn't get one. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. He said uh, they asked him too because. He said, you know, you played up the middle your whole life. What about center field? And Fernando said, actually, right field at Petco Park is a little bit different, and I feel like I'm better out there. Can you explain to us what makes right field and center field different? I know center field's tough. The ball's coming right at you. you got to get good read. you got to have a good first step, all that stuff. But what is, what's different about right field at Petco? Well, I mean, Petco Park, because it, we have the, the beach and the right center field. is a big gap in there, and then right field need to cover a lot of ground. And... At the corner in the right field line is tough too because the balls is like can bounce over there or going back to the fair territory, and it's very difficult because in other stadiums it's a normal homers and then in pickle part is that it's like you need to be behind a ball. Now you played outfield your whole life. You're looking over at Fernando early in spring training and early in the season. Was he like? It takes him getting used to because you got to wait and wait and wait. You help keep him locked in out there. Yes, but at the same time, he know what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy. It's crazy, like, how he get in it. And I told the guys last year, like, when you see Fernando the first time at catching fly balls in the bottom practice, it's insane. 
So it's awesome. Talking to Padres outfielder Jose Azokar, and you just said you're competing an everyday job, but as a good teammate, you've also got these young guys like Jackson Merrill and Jacob Marcy, who they're trying to come up and figure it out. How does that work as a teammate, like showing them the ropes, but also competing with them? I for, mean, for a job? this is a healthy uh, comp- competition. So for me, it's like I try to teach them the things that I know. And they probably teach me something that I didn't know. So for me, it's like more like giving them whatever I have in my mind and everything. So trying to help them. And so they get better. And one day they play like 20 years in the big. So. Where did you get your uh, your passion for baseball? I mean, from my dad. From your dad. Yeah. yeah. Been he, playing since you were a little kid. Yeah. So he was uh, my ankle playing the big league and then. Since I, I think I was like four years old, he gave me a bat and a glove, so I go to a field every day. And it was over. Yeah. And the, the, the playing in Venezuela, playing ball down there, it's different. Yep. It's different. It's, 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 it's ingrained in that country. Not that it's not here in America. It is. But it, the passion for baseball down there um, is, is through the roof. It's, it's pretty nuts. It must be nuts to get back down there and play. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's great, like, see all those friends and family go to the field every day and see you play. And, like, the fans get into the game. Like, if you make a hurt, they want to kill you after the games. <laughs> it's like saying many things to you when you play in the outfield. But it's a great time because you enjoy it when you have, like, a big hit, yeah. great catch, and all those stuff. That's awesome. What does uh, Jerickson bring back as a teammate, getting him back this week? We saw, I mean, he's already out here. He smiles more than anyone I think I've ever I mean, seen. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy, great guy. I love him. And so um, his energy is great. Like mine, and then we are when we are together, we like make some trouble. <laughs> make some trouble, I like it. I like it. Now, man. you've got, um, I mean, your nickname you've probably had, I mean, it was the easiest nickname sure. of all because Azokar and Azucar is sugar yep. in Spanish. Has, has everyone called you that since yep. like you were little? So you've always been sugar, yeah. You never had a choice in the no, yeah. So you like they, it? Do you like the yeah, nickname? Yeah, yeah. You like 100%, it? Yeah, it's a pretty good nickname. There's way worse nicknames yeah, that you oh, can have. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's awesome, man. Well, we, uh, we're wishing you the best of luck uh, out there. I know the competition is fierce, but, you know, you keep throwing uh, days like you had out there yesterday. Oh. Uh, I, we were listening. Oh, that pit. I mean, we were listening. that one out? Yeah. So we were listening, and they said, and Tony Gwynn Jr. said, I, I don't know how he got to that pitch. Ball's down, <laughs> got your hands in, ripped it out. Oh, yeah. I put a good swing on it. I was waiting for the pitch inside, and I get it, and I put it. Fly. Is that something that you worked on in the off season too? Trying to trying to hit with a little more pop, a little oh, yeah. more power. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I need it. That, that the game that will tell you like what to do, but like at the same time, I think it's a plus for my career. You Good. took a while to get that first career home run oh, in an yeah. actual game, and everyone I remember because everyone was like waiting for you to finally get it because you can do it. We've seen you do it in batting practice all the time. It just never happened in a game. Was it a relief? Was it excitement when you finally got the big league home run? I know I pimping and everything because I know I crushed that one, and it was a great moment. Like came back to the dugout, but they. Uh, AB before, so I told the guys that I need to hit a homer tonight. So <laughs> I did. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Well, we're wishing you luck, man. Uh, we'll let you get back and do your works. Thanks so much for uh, stopping right, by. You. It's great to meet you. We'll pull no for you. Thank That's you. Cool. Jose Azokar, Sugar, Padres thank outfielder you. with us here. Uh, with Ben and Woods here at Padres Spring Training. And, uh, oh, you're right. That's all right. right. We're good. We're we'll, good. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. Um, so we talked about the Padres outfield. They added Jerickson Profar, officially arrived over the weekend. We saw him here this morning with a big smile, as he's always got. 
Also, some rumors this weekend that the Padres are in the mix for another outfielder. Uh, reportedly four teams finalists for the services of free agent Kike Hernandez. It's pretty rare when you get the actual teams that are involved, like the last four in yeah, the process. Yeah, who was it? It was the, uh, the Angels. Angels, the Padres, the Twins, and the Giants are the four teams that reportedly, I mean, I assume this is coming from his agent, uh, are in the mix to try to sign Kike Hernandez, who is coming off. A down year. He was with the Red Sox. Uh, they let him go, went to the Dodgers again at the end of the year, where we obviously know him as a thorn in the side of the NL West, you know, kind of uh, that annoying player that the Dodgers would uh, pair with all their superstars over the years. But what are you uh, doing with Final Four teams? What is Shohei Otani? I know. <laughs> y- Yamamoto? <laughs> it's just rare. It's rare Bryce that, Harper. That, that that happens, where you actually get the, uh, the teams that are still left in the mix. I don't know. I'm assuming. Now, it came from. It came from some pretty well-respected baseball guys. Yeah. So, um, um, you know, Padres probably. I, I mean, it makes sense that they'd be talking to a guy who's played center field, uh, has experience there, is a veteran who can do a little hitting. Now, he had a double hernia surgery last year, so hopefully maybe coming back healthy. Now, we, we talked about that with Nelson Cruz last year. It didn't totally work out the way the Padres were hoping, but uh, there are other teams who think that, that Kike Hernandez might might help as well, and it's someone that the Padres reportedly are uh, in discussions with right now, along with three other teams. Yeah, I uh, now now after just meeting Sugar, I'm like, well, I don't want KK here. No, no I like Sugar. sugar gets <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how, how quickly uh, the tables can turn. Vibes on this team are, are pretty good so far. I, I mean, even if uh, you know, even if Sugar proved himself as an everyday guy, and Jackson Merrill did as well, uh, you still need more depth. You do. I mean, it's very. Very thin in terms of the outfield depth right it, now for and, Padres. It, is Kike still doing the thing where he'll play a little second? He can play, play out. He yeah, can do he can infield, play some infield and, as well. And, and outfield as well. I mean, look, he's he's. I think he's declined the last couple of years. He had a really nice season a couple of years ago. But, again, the, the injury, uh, you know, if he's through all of that and still has a desire uh, to play baseball and he doesn't cost a lot of money, Boy, that sounds like a nice fit for our San Diego Padres right now. But um, I, I don't think too many pieces. It, it's a bit of an insurance policy, I think, too, Ben, in case somebody does falter. You're, you're seeing now, though, uh, after the early big deals, players are having trouble getting their, their money now. It's definitely the patience. Yeah, man. I, I can't say it's paid off for A.J. Preller, but if he's still in the market, if the price tags have come down. I, Garrett Cooper signed a minor league deal yesterday. non yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. A guy who, you know, was a, a big leaguer, hit 17 home runs last year that, you know, we saw with the Padres at the end of the season, didn't even get a major league deal. I, I know people are wondering, well, Padres, you could have used that, that bat at least as a DH possibility. Sure. And uh, obviously Padres saw what they saw last year and weren't, weren't that interested in bringing him back. But it just goes to tell you that, you know, price tags on guys like Cooper and, and Kike Hernandez when he eventually signs, they're not going to be through the roof now, not like some of the deals we saw early in the offseason that, that were the big money deals. Those those apparently are gone now. Even Cody Bellinger's we were talking about, yeah, he got thirty million, but he didn't get the long term many years guaranteed that that he was hoping for in free agency and you wonder what's left for a guy like Blake Snell yeah uh for a a Matt Chapman for a Jordan Montgomery Montgomery. uh Montgomery to the Red Sox is picking up some momentum they still have some money that they have not spent uh, in the offseason and I know their fan base is clamoring for another starter and he would slot in you know right up there at the top uh of their rotation Ben so you know I if you're if you're a Red Sox fan you're like 
okay, we had them for five years. Are we going to be ready to compete in two? I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't know what their plans are. They, they've got some good young talent, too. But, you know, when one of your superstars, like Rafael Devers, comes out and says, you guys better get off your ass and go out and sign somebody, <laughs> uh, if you're Craig Breslow and the ownership of the Red Sox, you probably should. I, I'll tell you what. If I am a pitcher, and, and not of Jordan Montgomery's talent level. You're not of but, his talent level. But no, I know. But if if I was, you know, the free agents the, that are out there the that, tier below. that are not getting the offers they're looking for, the Padres would be a really attractive place, I, I think, to come play. There's opportunity. Yeah, lots of opportunity. You know, even if you have to accept a minimum or minor league type invite deal, I'd rather take it from the Padres. Both a team that you feel like if if you do well, you could still make it to the postseason. You can impress some people. You could free agent deal next. But you're walking in a place where there is some some openings like you're not you're not just running into a rotation that already has you know five six guys locked in and you're just hoping to make it as a swing guy in the bullpen there's legitimate opportunity here both outfield pitching rotation as well so you'd think that would be a um you know in the favor of aj preller as he's having discussions with agents that are you know trying to find a, a landing spot for their players at this man point. And, and i'm telling you until he puts ink to paper with another team i'm I'm still going to hold out hope for Blake Snell coming back on some sort of weird deal. I just am. I, he he such a would be such a valuable piece here. He knows Ruben. He want to Cy Young with Ruben. He knows these guys. They know him. He knows the city. He knows the fans. I I I, I until he signs, I'm just going to keep hoping. I'm not saying that they're going to. I'm not saying that they even talked to Scott Boris about it. But until he signs with another team, I mean, obviously we know the fit is is there with Blake and I, I just don't know what they're going to have to spend or want to spend or what he was willing to take uh, speaking of Ruben Niebla some interesting conversations with new Padres starter Michael King I want to get into that coming up uh, we I think they're going to be in their meeting so uh, we probably will get some uh, Aztecs talk over the weekend as well we'll get to our regular features that we uh, Settle down. we skipped Gosh, over man, earlier why, why can't we that was a nice rain. win it was a great for win. San Diego yeah, yeah, we'll we'll 30 points what do we need to talk they played, played up really at some well. Point. So let's take a time out. We'll come back with more live from Padres Spring Training in Peoria, Arizona. It's Ben and Woods, day one on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Oh, we got a special treat for you here. Ben and Woods live at Padres Spring Training. The initials are J.A. He will join us right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Do not go anywhere. All right, uh, joining us out here on the patio at the Peoria Sports Complex, we got to listen to him and uh, Tony Gwynn yesterday. Uh, already uh, four games now under your belt this spring. The voice of the Padres on 97.3 The Fan, Jesse Agler, is with us here. Good morning, Jesse. It is good to see you, hey, you in good. person. You do look good. You guys are very sexy. Um, nice to be here with you. And uh, $900, huh? Save that clip of him saying you guys are very sexy because I want to use that for the show. Yeah, oh, yeah. For the next time we uh, we talk. Yeah, an extra nine bills. I to mean, the old you know, Odyssey. hotels around here can charge about $4 for 11 months out of the year. Yeah. So it's they're going to charge the capitalism. absolute maximum. It's, called, it's, it's as if I remember my seventh grade economics class, it's called supply yeah. and demand. Supply and demand. I talked to a restaurateur. Uh, here a couple of years ago, and he was telling me that his restaurant here in town, about 12 minutes from here, does more business during spring training than they do the rest of the year. Put not, together. Not, you come to a hotel here in August, they, yeah, we get 98% vacancy yeah. right now. Yeah, you yeah. have your pick of floors. $69 a night, my <laughs> friend. It's only 122 <laughs> degrees outside, yeah. but the air conditioning works great. No doubt, man. No doubt. But, uh, yeah, I'm... 
You know, it's funny, Adam. We we almost died on the way out here. Legitimately, wow. There was a car coming the wrong way on the highway on, on the, the eighty-five. On the what was on, it? Eighty-five. Uh, the, the, the cut up from Gila Bend to Hila the Bend, ten. Yeah. yeah, they were on the wrong side, coming, coming straight at us. Right at us. Yeah. And I had to swerve out of the way, and it was <laughs> it was really nerve wracking. So he texted us right after that. Man, I'm so glad you guys are okay. The very next breath, we told the story about the Airbnb and the hotel and the nine hundred dollars. We haven't heard from him since. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's reconsidering his previous text. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, man, I would have gotten off of extra nine bills. Uh, well, so listen, we were we were talking about broadcast yesterday, and you said to us off air, felt like the first, finally, you know, yeah. getting in the groove. And I said, well, it's also the first game where they looked semi decent uh, playing. That first game must have been super duper fun. It was just like, you know. You're like, this? I waited for this? You know it doesn't matter. Right, and you're, you're not actually bothered by it. And Musgrove's out there. He's getting ahead of everybody yep. one and two. And then he was trying to land his breaking ball, and he wasn't feeling it. In a normal game, he would have blown a fastball past one of those guys. 100%. And we would have been on with our lives. But in the first spring training game, he's out there trying to work on something. And the next thing you know, at the end of half an inning, it's the Dodgers eight <laughs> and the Padres coming up. Yeah. And you just sort of, like, look at each other. And you're like, oh, that's... That's not what you want, but it's fine. It already feels like a month ago, so that's the good thing. That does. It does. Uh, that <laughs> it, And Tony Gwynn Jr. did make it on time that day, right? How are we going to define on time? Yeah, uh, first good. pitch? No. 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 Okay. Now, right. we, we sold it pretty good. I, I opened the broadcast. I said, oh, alongside Tony Gwynn Jr., like I always do. Ooh. But then you just never heard from him. Um, and it was like a little Jesse filibuster. Genius. And then I think he got through maybe third or fourth batter. Okay. And, like, I kind of let him catch his breath. He kind of gave me a nod when he was like, okay. we had him on that morning on the road at, like, 8 a.m. Okay. And he was yeah. only he was only around that, like, um, that casino way out there. And I was going, like. I don't think he's gonna make it. You're this done. is gonna be yeah. really tight. He's living on the edge. Yeah, <laughs> but no, he it was it was in this it was in the top of the first still. But of course, the top of the first took a while, so he had a little bit of a cushion there. And yeah, so once he kind of caught his breath, he gave me the nod, and I just brought him in as if he had been there the whole time. That's amazing. That's, I was like, that's oh yeah, what a, what a pitch. right there. I <laughs> would have called him out. We I, mean, you have no, I would have yeah. opened the thing and been like, well, I guess I'll just do this by myself. <laughs> ben Higgins decided to leave <laughs> this morning. I, I feel like I've actually heard you do that. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I've done it. Yeah, I've done it plenty of times. How has the uh, the off season been for you, my friend? The off season that's that's long gone. Um, it was fine. You know, it's it's it's. The weird thing about this job, you know, for me, and, and I love it, obviously, but it's just like two extremes. You know, like during the season, it's just baseball, 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 very little family. And then in the off season, it's family, 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 very little baseball. Um, so, you know, the flip, the switch flips very quickly. And uh, now we're now we're into this. It's uh, it, yeah, it, it's hard too because, you know, last year going into um, uh, spring training, it, obviously the the. The buzz was crazy. I mean, it was yeah. beyond crazy. And, yeah. and it wasn't just us, the cheerleader homers that we are. It was Ken Rosenthal, and it was yeah. Jeff Passan, and it was everyone in the country saying, winning the division, the Dodgers are going to be down this year. Obviously, we know how it, it, it shook out last year, and it didn't work out in our favor. But now those same pundits are saying, you know, don't sleep on the Padres. We've got to back to that underdog role. Um talking to the guys the guys seem pretty relaxed and and ready to flush that whole scene yeah no i don't i don't think there's any doubt it's a totally different vibe than last year and yeah i don't i don't think last year has any impact on this year yeah i mean that statistically i mean that psychologically all that stuff we suffered through last season with the one run games and the extra inning games that literally doesn't matter now which is great obviously because it went really badly last year and and you know 
in terms of learning things from last year, sure, every experience is a learning experience if you treat it the right way. So I'm sure they, they've each individually and collectively taken some things away from last year. But I, I liked the, the analogy that Mike Schilt used one of the first days here. He's like, look, you know, the windshield is a lot bigger than the rearview mirror. Yep. And he's like, and I'm only peeking up at the rearview mirror. You know, I'm not really paying much attention to it at all. And obviously the message being well, what's happening in front of us is far more important than what's happening behind us. And that's very much been their mentality. Talking to Jesse Ackler, and a part of spring training for you is uh, getting to know new players, yeah. catching up obviously with old ones, but also new coaches and a new manager. And, and, and while we met Mike Schilt before in the organization, to talk to him on a daily basis We've been impressed with, with kind of the touch that he's displayed yeah. so far. What have you seen here over this, this past week or two from Mike Schilt? Exactly what I expected, which is a really big positive. You know, I mean, he's he gets this. He gets it from 360 degrees. He's one of really two handfuls of managers in Major League history to have not played professional baseball. Um, and so with that sort of unique uh, path to this point, he has a unique perspective. And he has a tremendous, tremendous understanding of what everybody does. Because he's been a clubhouse kid. He's been a press box guy. He's done a little bit of everything in the game. And so he, he really has a great perspective on understanding from 360 degrees around what everybody is here to do. And I'm not saying anything about Bob Melvin or anybody else, but just that Mike really, really gets it. And I individually love that. And I think it, it goes a long way to how he treats people, to the relationships he has on the baseball side, on the business side, you know, the broadcast side, the training side, all of it. And he's he's a leader. He gets it. He's also critically been around a lot the last couple of years. So you're not bringing somebody into the organization who has to sort of learn, all right, what went wrong? What are these guys like? He knows all of that, which means he can attack all of that. Now, some of the coaches are back, like Ruben Niebla, but there are some new coaches. We haven't met, met those guys yet. You've obviously met a couple of them. I heard you talking about... Is it the new third base coach? Tim Leeper. You called him the human Red Bull. That's I Mike Schultz's quote we stole. Okay, but yes. why is that? What is? What, tell me about this. He doesn't stop moving. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever had too many Red Bulls, you've been Tim Leeper. The other day, they're taking batting practice over there on field two, just like literally a normal pregame batting practice. And I'm kind of standing, I guess, what would be the on-deck area of the third base dugout. And I'm just kind of looking around, taking it all in. Manny's hitting bombs. Toddy's hitting bombs. And I look over towards the third base coach's box, and Tim Leeper is, like, bouncing around. And at first I thought he was essentially pretending to be the runner on third base, like taking leads and going back. And as I kept watching him, I realized... No, he's doing third base coaching maneuvers, and he's tracking the ball and then positioning himself and coming down the line and resetting (laughs) pitch after pitch after pitch. And so I grabbed Tony because Tony's been around baseball literally his entire life. I've been around a lot, but there's still, you know, so many things I don't know. And I was like, okay, I want to show you something. I've never seen it, but I want to know if you've ever seen it. And he's like, what? And we go out, and I tell him, and he's like, I've never seen that before. And it was just fascinating. That's awesome. And it also made all the sense in the world. Sure. Like, if I was a third base coach, of course I'd be doing that during batting practice. Of course I'd want to be sort of practicing and working on my craft. What do I do during batting practice a lot of the time? In my brain, as an announcer, I'm saying, what word would I use to describe that batted ball? Would I say it was whacked? Would I say it was, you know, poked? Would I would say, you know, whatever. Like, that's what I'm doing during BP in my brain. So, of course, that's what Tim Leeper is doing over at third base. It was a heck of a show. It was a lot of fun. That's amazing. We're talking to the great Jesse Agler here on Ben and Woods this morning. Now, we need to discuss the elephant in the room here. And the elephant in the room is uh, the incorporator. And, and you know, like all good things, you know, everything good comes to an end at some oh, point. Oh, wow. Now, I, no, I, I'm not canceling. Did the incorporator say something bad about someone and it's being canceled? The incorporator is one of my favorite bits of all time. I want to know how you feel about it. 
right? And how the audience feels about it. We used to do a thing with our beloved Ben. Ben reads raps. Every Friday he would read a rap. And after a while, you're like, all right, that's a one-note joke. We got it. It's over. So we killed it. Bring it back maybe two, three times a year. I get in these moods where I like to switch everything up. I want to keep it fresh. I never want to be stale. Now, we suffer from that sometimes. Everybody does. But I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, how are you feeling about it? Is there a twist that we could, could put on it? Is there, are you bored with it? I'm not bored with it. Okay, so good. let's let's start there. Okay, that that's that's a load off me right now. Okay, okay no, no, good. I I enjoy it. So a few things here. But we're running out of words. <laughs> <laughs> the English language is finite, and we are running out of words. We'll just have, we'll, let's move to French. <laughs> Should we start doing the, like slang, the, like the incorporator en français, like Riz or so? Look at the uh, Riz yeah, he yeah. has. Yeah, yeah, this guy can hit no cap. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I no, might pee my pants if that, you could get those. That would be a bet. Yeah, that yeah. goes that goes into Ben Reed's raps territory right there. That um, guy can hit no cap. Song lyrics. Song lyrics yeah. are, are incorporated oh, no. into the So, look, I'm all for freshening it up. We did the one year right where people called in and left messages. Yep. We let the people have the incorporator. And then I think you you got a little jealous and you took it back I think the so. following <laughs> season. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. No, so, like, I'm, I'm down for whatever. If okay. we want to freshen it up, you know, we can try some different things. Um, I'll say this. I, and uh, boy, do I hesitate even telling you guys this because the your heads are plenty big. Yeah, true. The number of people who come up to me. That's all I need. Now, to here's the one thing we got to work on: the branding. None of them remember what it's called. They all just say the thing with the word. Oh, the thing with the, the word. Thing, no. Nobody can remember I incorporator. Mean, we could not have used incorporator more often. I know. And I know. But for whatever reason, the, the, the word t- bit is what they <laughs> call it. The term incorporator does not stick. But man, I tell you, especially out here, because you got like hardcore fans out here oh, at spring yeah. training, and I'm just walking down and like, Jesse, Jesse, can you sign the hat? Yeah, of course. Hey, I love that thing you do with the morning show. <laughs> the thing when you <laughs> the when you word. say the word, with the word and the thing. And um, the other one is like Peco. It could be like a random Sunday. You know, I'm going down to get an acai bowl on yeah. the on the concourse before the day game. Somebody goes, Oh, what's the word today? I was like, Oh, we only do it on Tuesdays. But if you got a word, you know, let me know. Like it's incredible That's how good. often okay. people right. come right. up to me. Right. So I'm not sick of it. I, I don't better. think okay. your listeners are sick of it. Okay, good. My and, favorite bit is when Jesse on Tuesday or any other day just uses a, you know, a ten dollar word, and yeah, everyone yeah. goes, Punctilious. "Oh, that must be the uh, the incorporator." <laughs> no. no, it's it's Thursday. Jesse's just talking. That's like just Jesse how talks. he talks. Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's a jerk, and that's how he speaks. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. All right, good. Why well, you put me at ease a little bit as a. So you want to do like the first one to? Well, we're not on the right. We got a webcast tomorrow. Oh, uh, one of the Korea games, opening day in Korea. Oh, yeah, we that way we get everybody to tune in at 3 a.m. Way to go, Major League Baseball. Super fun for everybody. Well, I mean, it won't be 3 a.m. for you though. No, but if we would have played the game at one o'clock local in Seoul, it'd be 8 p.m. on the oh. West Coast. Oh, yeah. what a concept! Day what a game. concept! Rob Manfred's here. Can we scream at him? <laughs> if you could ask the commissioner, Jesse, just one question: What would it be? When we were in Monterey for that Dodger uh, series a few years ago, now 18 or whatever it was. The first game, the rainy no-hitter, Lucchese, yeah. the combined Dodger no-hitter. We had Manfred on, I think, in the third inning. And it's like, we're getting our booth was leaky. I'm sitting on a literal milk crate. He's wedged in behind Teddy and I. We're having a very nice conversation on the air. It was my inning, so I was, you know, kind of leading the way. Ted was awesome. Manfred was really good. We're talking about whatever. We finish, go to break or whatever, middle of the third inning, shake his hand. Hey, Rob, you know, thanks so much for coming up here. He looks at me like super confused and perplexed. He goes, you're... You're you're really good. <laughs> That's great. I'm like, okay, thanks. I'm like, what, what is that supposed to mean? Like, I love it. I love. Yeah, you really the, do a good job talking into that hunk of metal yeah. you're holding there. Yeah, the hunk of metal. Yeah, hunk of metal. Yeah, he's, of metal. so he's here. Yes, right now. Yes. Wow. What time is he coming on, Paul? 
<laughs> Anytime he wants. Well, Woods is going to ask the tough questions, though. He's promised no softballs. Oh, he, I mean, yeah, he was, our very, first, he was wow. our very first guest. Very first guest. Back at the old station on the phone. I have no idea why he was on. Or no idea. No. I mean, it was it was weird though. He actually, he hadn't completely soiled himself yeah. at that point. I will say this, and there was a piece about uh, Evan Trellick wrote a piece this morning about the commissioner. Will he really walk away? And these guys could replace him. And these are questions to ask. You know, again, was my name on the list? Your name was not on the list. Should be. I would vote Should for be. you. I would definitely. Uh, but Jesse is commissioner. But the you do have to give credit where credit is due. I think last year. Those rule changes that everyone was yeah. really against, yeah. they really worked. They did. It Look, was his, something that worked. Uh, and I, if he walks up behind me while I'm talking, I'll be in a lot of trouble. But, like, he, he's probably the most progressive leader the sport has ever had. Yeah. Um, which isn't saying wrong, much. He says the wrong it's, thing. It's a communication. Like, the, the struggles are generally communications-related, I think, as opposed to substance um, now, look, when it comes to the, the work stoppage in the CBA, that's hardball, man. Like, those things, I don't think you can hold that stuff against him. Same way I don't think you can hold it against the owners or the players or the yeah. Players Association. Like, they each have a very, you know, entrenched position, and that's what they're supposed to have. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that that is what it is. That's like its own category. With the rest of it, he does a very nice job stewarding the sport. And as you said, the rule changes are at the top of that list. He's empowered people in his office, like Morgan Sword, who's brilliant and wonderful and totally gets it, to go out there and kind of, you know, experiment with these things, collect the necessary information to make informed decisions. So, you know, from those standpoints, and that's really what matters, uh, you know, it's, it's been great. They, uh, they lowered the time to 18 seconds with the runner on base. Have you noticed any difference so far during spring yeah, it's training? Just a, it's a little bit better with the pace. I will say last year there, there came a point, and Bob Melvin and I used to argue about this, because I, 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 I said pretty early on, I think 20 is too long. And he looked at me like my head was on fire. <laughs> and I was like, I just think that – there's a, a lack of natural pace when a guy runs it all the way down to 20. You know, I mean, we sort of got into a flow and a rhythm. And I know it sounds silly to, like, a normal fan, 20 or 18 seconds. It sounds ridiculous. Right. And I know people also love round numbers. Um, but, I, I, yeah, any little bit helps just kind of maintaining a natural flow to the thing. And that's not from just a broadcaster's perspective. Who's behind me? You guys it's keep not. looking. No, there's nobody. No, nobody. No. no, it's it's not just from a broadcaster's perspective. You know, some of the, the, the older generation – Man, I miss you know the days before the the pitch clock and all that. Well, bud, the pitch clock actually brings it back to right. more close. It's closer to the baseball you watch growing up. It's of not course. the same, certainly, but it, it the, the, gets the, it back. The, the time of game last year was like I think what the quickest since eighty four, eighty five, yeah, something like that. That's what so you used to watch. That's that's the way it used that's to look how it like. Used to be. So you got to give credit where credit is due. But it, it, you're right. It's it's mostly communication. It's, yeah. It's he doesn't hold. He doesn't revere the same things that the, the fans revere. Imagine if your lovely wife, you know, she's talking about her friends, and she's like, you know, Stephen is just, he's a wonderful dad. He's a wonderful husband. He's a wonderful man. He just says stupid things. Uh, but she does say that. And there yeah, you go. That's and like, fair enough. And that's, that's okay. That's okay. You, yeah. can, you can handle that. You that's can true. manage that. I can wear that. Webcast yeah. today? Uh, no, t- today is one of two games Tony and I are not working no. all spring. Oh, well, they're off. I think Don and Don and, and Mud today. and Bob yeah. and Mary Luce will make her debut. They've okay. got the uh, Padres TV TV yeah. broadcast. Joe uh, Musgrove, we... Michael King on the mound today. Yes, yeah. and then tomorrow Tony and I are back with a video webcast. Our first video webcast of the spring, you Darvish against Michael Waka. How about that? Oh, oh. old friend of the Storylines uh, The Royals abound. will be here in Peoria tomorrow. Jesse, thank you so much. Thank Anytime. you for seeing you in person. Appreciate it. As always, in the Incorporator. Remember, Lives on. It will be back. It is still called the Incorporator. We need to drill that into everybody's That's head. True. The Incorporator. We need, we need a theme song. Incorporator. All right. Uh, we will uh, take a timeout. 
Uh, already two hours in the books. That hey, went really fast. How do I find water? Do I can I can't go in the. You can go to the media one. room all the way around, seventeen miles around the side, and bring me back one too. Would you? While we do that, let's get a caller on the line. We're going to qualify someone for Las Vegas. Yeah, we're going to play the Padres. Our Padres SAT. It's a multiple choice sort of uh, contest that we'll be playing. 833-288-0973. Get to that when we come back with Ben Woods live from Padres Spring Training on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Halfway home on a Monday, live from Peoria, Arizona, Padres Spring Training. It's Benham Woods, 97.3 The Fan. It has been a harrowing uh, 14 hours or so, so far, but we are are getting better. Uh, Jesse Agler, sweet angel, thanks for joining us. Went and brought us some waters, too. I'm going to take that double. I'm going to probably need double. Okay. I, I, oh, wait. No, you didn't get one. She That's just yours. Sorry. I thought water. he had one. I thought he brought four. Sorry. Yeah, of course you can have that, Polly. Thank you. What's mine is yours. Um great to be out here man having a lot of fun so far great to see so many familiar faces and see some of the new faces as well uh i'm woodsy that's paul rindle the executive producer ben higgins your friendly neighborhood sports anchor joins us as well and uh yeah trying to line up some more interviews i think we're gonna have the skipper joining us pretty soon but wanted to give uh, an update yesterday the uh, the tier one baseball team benny well we took our first l of the season mm-hmm. lost uh, seven to two ran into a a buzzsaw uh, Patrick, Patrick ex-major leaguers, guys um, like that. I don't know that he pitched in the big leagues, oh. but Patrick McGuire was his name, and he uh, two-hit us through seven <laughs> innings. He absolutely shoved and was really, really good, throwing hard and nasty, breaking stuff. And we just didn't hit, man. Tier 1s didn't get the job done tier yesterday. Tier 0 for 1s. Tier, yeah, tier pretty o, much 0 for 3s all day. Tier 1 and 1s. But, yeah, the Tier 1 <laughs> and 1s right now. But it was a really cool move. I told you guys that uh, if we win, I'll donate to the Peter Seidler Foundation. Well, we lost. So, so you I, saved uh, 100 bucks. You can apply that toward our hotel charges. I, I can, but the cool <laughs> thing was, was after the game, Patrick came up and, and said, you know, hey, man, love your show. And he said, uh, we're going to donate today to the Peter Seidler Foundation. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, guys out there playing for a lot of passion and having fun and, and camaraderie, but also for a bigger purpose. So that was really special. That's a classy so gesture Very right there. classy move by the Oceanside Old Goats, who absolutely took it to us uh, yesterday. And, you know, you win some, you lose some. As a manager, you know, I had people asking me, you know, are you going to panic? And I said, oh, absolutely not. i got a lot of faith in the squad. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a page out of, out of Mike Schilt's book, man. I'm just going to keep grinding, you know, focusing on the details. And you going to ask him for any coaching advice? <sighs> no, I've, I've managed enough. I, I'm, I mean. Mike Schilt scheduled to join us here in about uh, 15 minutes. About 15 minutes. we joined by the skipper. Um, no, I'm going to I'm gonna observe from afar <laughs> and uh, try to glean some information from I love the lineup I put out there yesterday. I love the pitching moves I had. And just sometimes the, the ball doesn't go your way. The umpire was terrible. He was terrible, but no excuses there. We didn't hit. 
we didn't hit it all. You so. should watch how he conducts his uh, his press conference session. Okay. Because you do a manager's press conference most weeks yep. for the Ben and Woods show. It's true. We'll see if he's wearing pants. See if he has um, pants on. You know, that was optional for you at our last press conference well, last and, week. And so. as I'm looking at uh, all the guys that have been walking out and stuff, they're still in seemingly last year's, last year's pants. I don't know that the, the shipment has got here. Rob Manfred apparently is in the clubhouse right now. And if I'm who's Question. the who's the player who's the player that raises his hand and says, When are we getting our new pants and why Manny. are the new pants so terrible? Manny can feel confident he can speak up without Absol- fear of repercussion. Absolutely. We have a uh, lineup that just came out okay. for today's game. Lay it on me. Looking good. We're gonna lead off with the platinum gold glove winner. Platinum glove winner. And Plat- gold glove winner. And gold but glove winner. The platinum and gold are different medals. Nando so. and Wright. Bogarts at second, Cronenworth at first, Machado DHing in the cleanup spot, Ooh. Kim at short, Profar in left, Campisano behind the dish, Marcy in center field, Matt Batten playing third, and Joe Musgrove on the bump. I'm pretty Very excited. Representative lineup today. I'm pretty excited. We're gonna as uh, when we get out of here, we'll have a couple hours to kill. We'll go recheck into <laughs> uh, the uh, the meth lounge, Hopefully cleaned Airbnb. Yeah, you know. the uh, the the tweakers lounge, and then we will from there get unpacked. Do you think they'll relandscape this morning as well? They could use a, they could use a little touch up on the front yard it area. Is, it's something else, man. <laughs> but uh, and then after that, we'll come back over and go down and watch some of the game. We don't have to sit in the press box, do we? You do not have to sit in the press okay, box. I don't want to. I am comfortable in the press I box. I know you it's are. My, it's my, like, lounge, my area where I like to be. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, so, you know, while we're here, obviously our schedule is going to be off a little bit from our normal days. We'll, we'll probably get to some of our regular features. Take on Woods usually comes in our last hour. With Woodsy here, we don't really have anywhere to send him yeah, for I've the run, game. I've run way out before, but we don't have to do so it. So instead fine. of Take on Woods, which is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, it only takes 15 minutes. You don't have to get out of your car. For directions and discounts, go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. Uh, we're going to play a little Padres SAT, a little multiple choice. we got Jeremy on the line as our contestant today. Jeremy, are you there? Can you hear me all the way from Arizona? Yes, good morning. Good morning. All right, so uh, Woods can help you out. We've got seven questions for you. Uh, just like real or fake, if you can get four out of the seven right, you will qualify for our grand prize drawing, two nights at the Westgate Las Vegas Hotel and Casino, and tickets to Air Supply on May 31st and June 1st at the Westgate International Theater. Tickets are available now at Ticketmaster.com. Do you know your Padres, Jeremy? Pretty well, I hope. All right, uh, so all of these will be multiple-choice questions, and uh, if you can get four out of seven right, we'll put you into the drawing. All right, first question, Padres SAT. Which Padres player set a record for most runs batted in in a division series playoff with nine? Your options are Manny Machado, Jurickson Profar, or Xander Bogarts. Most runs batted in in a division playoff series. Machado, Profar, or Bogarts. What's it going to be, Jeremy? I'm going to go with Machado. Manny Machado. Was he? Do you concur? I do. That is correct. He did it in 2014 with the Baltimore Orioles against the Detroit Tigers. Nine runs batted in in the division series. Just like that, that is one correct. All right, question number two, Padres SAT. Which Padres player hit his first career Grand Slam last season against former teammate Ryan Weathers? Your options, Jose Azokar. Matt Batten or Ha-Sung Kim? Jeremy? Uh, I'm going to go with Kim. Ha-Sung Kim is 
Correct. Came off of Ryan Weathers and the Miami Marlins last season. That was a very celebratory moment. Came in that very nice last month of the season when the Padres were playing some good baseball and winning. All right, two for two. You are killing it right now, Jeremy. Question three of our Padres SAT. Which Padres pitcher threw a no-hitter in the Nebraska Class A High School State Championship game? Your options are Jay Groom, Matt Waldron, or Steven Wilson. Stephen Wilson. Yeah. Stephen Wilson is from Colorado. Ah, the answer is Matt Waldron <laughs> threw a no-no in the state championship game. So we're still at two. Let's go to question number four. Of these four Padres players, which one was not born in Venezuela? If you were listening earlier, you should be able to eliminate at least one. Robert Suarez, Jose Azokar, Luis Patino, or Jairo Uriarte? Which one was not born in Venezuela? Suarez, Azokar, Patino, or Iriarte? Is it, I want to say it's. I want to say it's Patino. He says Patino. Jeremy, your final answer. All right, I'll go with that. Patino. That is correct. Thank you. Yes, the other hey. three are all Venezuelans. All right, that's three. All you need is one more, and you will qualify for the trip to Las Vegas. Which of these Padres players does not have a Y in their first or last name? Johnny Brito, Sean Reynolds, Reese Kinnear, or Wandy Peralta? I know this one. Which one does not have a Y in their first or last name? <laughs> what, what do you got? That's Reese Kinnear, bud. He's going with Reese <laughs> Kinnear. Jeremy, right. you've got a Y in your name. Yep. Yeah, we'll go with Kinnear. <laughs> and it is Reese Kinnear. He's not an R-H-Y-S. He's an R-E-I-S-S. Johnny Brito is J-H-O-N-Y. John Reynolds has the silent Y in yep. Reynolds, and Wandy, of course, ends in a Y. Congratulations, uh, Jeremy. Stand the line. Frankie will get your information. You have qualified in our Padres SAT. You want the last few questions? Sure. Here? All right. Which Padres pitcher did they acquire for Joaquin Benoit in a 2015 Ooh. trade with the Mariners? Luis Patino, Glenn Otto, or Eniel de los Santos? 2015? 2015. Otto. No. Eniel De Los Santos, Santos. first time around. Then he went to the And then he left and went around a couple different teams. Now he's back with the San Diego Padres. And last question, which of these four Padres players was not born in Southern California? Joe Musgrove, Kyle Higashioka, Tom Cosgrove, or Jeremiah Estrada? Cosgrove. Cosgrove, correct. East Coaster. Yep. Not from Southern California. So congratulations, Jeremy. You have qualified in our Padres SAT for the uh, grand prize drawing to Las Vegas. All right, we got the. Uh, the How'd you do in your SAT, by the way? Oh, Did we talk God. about this uh, before? I think we have. I think I got a. All right. How much a piece? It's it 600? was sixteen hundred when we did it. Was okay. eight hundred math, eight hundred verbal. Now it's like twenty four hundred. It's different. Okay, it was sixteen hundred. Sixteen was a perfect it. score. I got a. See, I got a sixteen something. I yeah, think, you so. you're younger, so I, it was higher. I, I got a, a nine eighty. I think total. Total. What'd you get? Fourteen ten. <laughs> what do you do? Hey, what do you do for a living? Same thing as you. How much money do you Same make? Same as you. Yeah, exactly. All right. So there's your lesson, kids. <laughs> the SAT is not everything. Hey, it just got Jeremy a chance oh. at a trip to Las Vegas. So don't laugh at the SAT. 1410 is what I'm, you got. I was a good test taker. I was a very good I'm shocked. Taker. 14-10. Did you do, like, tutors and stuff and go to the SAT, like, preps? No, no I mean, I had just went in books cold. and stuff, but, yeah, pretty much. 
You're right. It doesn't really do you anything later in life. Where'd you go to college? Pomona College. That's good school. That's good school. school. I got into a good school thanks to a good SAT score. That is. That's uh, unbelievable. Let's take a little time out because the uh, manager, Mike Schilt, is going to be coming out before he does his daily news conference. He's oh, going to sit down Ooh, with Ben Crack in person. Flagship benefits right there. Shilty, the manager of the Padres. Schilt hits the fan next. He's going to join us when we come back after a check of traffic. Padres spring training in Peoria, Arizona. It's Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Pretty good uh, first uh, two hours and 19 minutes in uh, Peoria, Arizona for us. I mean, last night was a bit of a challenge, but now we're here and uh, everything has worked well. Paulie did a great job setting up our live shot, our, uh, our location here, our live remote from the Padres' back patio here at the spring training facility. Mike Schilt, the manager of the Padres, is uh, expected to come out in just a minutes and join us. Uh, he's done a nice job so far. Got his first Padres spring training victory under his belt yesterday. Yes. Which has got to be a good feeling, even well, though the you, games don't mean anything. They don't mean a damn thing, but I can promise you this. Uh, you want to win one. <laughs> so, well, if you're going to bus all the way across <laughs> yes. town to Mesa, Arizona, 100%. rather bus back with a victory than another loss. Absolutely. You like, you know, you had some guys getting some, some extra base hits yesterday, which was, was something that, that, you know, some people were talking about. and. Guys hitting some bombs, and that's what you want, man. Get guys uh, catching some barrels, finding some green out there, splitting those gaps. And, um, yeah, so yesterday so far so good. I really loved what I, what I heard about all the, the pitchers yesterday as well, Vasquez. And, and of course, the one that, that we're going to be talking about a lot, uh, Drew Thorpe, uh, is a guy that I'm really interested to try to locate here at some point and watch him throw a little bit. And, and Jesse and Tony were talking about him on the broadcast that he's built like a linebacker. And he looks, when you look at him, he looks like a guy that throws absolute chet. But he throws about 91-92. But Tony said, well... When he throws 91, he'll then go 81 on a changeup, which is insane. They said his changeup is plus. And that was about the difference for Trevor Hoffman yep. between his fastball and, and his change, about 10 miles per hour. And then Tony said, and to make it even worse, he'll, he'll make it even worse, he'll throw one at you that's like 84. <laughs> it's just the hardest thing to do, uh, even if you know if that, that, that thing's coming, uh, to sit on it, because now he can mix, mix speed with that. You can learn so much from listening to Tony. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and part of the key of that is, if you are tipping it with your delivery, like you slow down your arm, so, batters are going to see that. Who was and the, that was? Um, was it Estrada? It might have been Estrada was working on a changeup, and yeah, he and, was tipping it. Yeah, he and he said Tony goes, "Yeah, he threw it softer, but you could see he slowed he down his slowed down. So yeah. you know, a batter, a major league batter is going to pick on up on that right away. So what made Trevor Hoffman so devastating is that the changeup looked exactly like the fastball. You just saw a fastball, and even though it was only you know, 92 or whatever, you know, Trevor's throwing like 89 by the end of his career. If it looks like it's going to be a fastball, you have to swing like it's going to be a fastball. And all of a sudden it's coming out at 80 and it's dropping at the, you have no chance of hitting that because it looked exactly like the fastball coming out of his, out of his hand. Yeah, man. He, uh, he, he looked pretty nasty. I saw a little video that uh, this morning as I was scrolling through Twitter and it looked, it looked so dirty. So don't know what his uh, progress is going to be or what their plan for him is. Is, is, you know, most of the time last year in single A, four, 
four games with the Yankees at Double A was or five games went four and one. Um, so I think you know the, the sky's the limit for that young man as well. It's amazing how often these things work themselves out in spring training. We kind of operate on the assumption well assuming everybody's healthy they're looking behind joe musgrove you darvish and michael king they're looking for the two guys who really stand out both uh you know in their in their mound sessions right here and on the field during spring training games but ultimately what happens is you get to you know march 20th and a couple of guys are a little hurt you know a couple of guys you know had a setback or yep. something and aren't quite extended out and the decision ends up kind of being made for you sure. just based on, you know, who's healthy, who's available, who's, uh, you know, who's ramped up for the right, you know, level to, to start a game and give you the innings you're going to need. So sometimes it's it's a matter of just simply circumstances that end up making a lot of decisions. When it, And whoever's on the opening day roster doesn't mean they're making 30 starts. Right, exactly. They may make one or two and then someone else comes in. And the man who makes all of those decisions for the San Diego Padres, the skipper, Mike Schilt is sitting down and joining us here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, Skip, it's good to see you in person. Been enjoying uh, everything we've seen so far. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Yeah, welcome, guys. Good to see you here good, good to live see you. and in person. Yep. What are you working on there? I got it's a very little green. green shape. <laughs> this is, yeah, it's very green. Um, it does look healthy, right? It right. does look this healthy. This is my yeah. stab at Is that at, the, uh, the Oreo uh, shamrock shape <laughs> from McDonald's? Is that no? <laughs> yeah, I would, hope, I would wish so. This is my illusion of health. I get it. I get it. So you just have to kind of... Uh, Grin and bear it. Yeah, and get, absolutely. And get it down. Yeah, no just, doubt. Just and then be done with it. Just for knock the day. it down. Feel good about it, and then go on to my cheeseburger one. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we uh, we, we enjoy, you know enjoyed seeing you. We you know a little late for us to get out to spring training this year, but we kind of wanted to do that too, just to kind of see how everybody settled in and and you know to see if there were going to be additions, subtractions, whatever. But nice to get the first dub out of the way. I know they don't count. We were just talking about it, but you you want to get that. Get the first one out of the way. Hey, they keep score. You always want to win. 100%. Um, we don't want to overreact, and, and of course, we don't want to underreact ever to anything, but especially spring training. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a time just to acclimate. There's a lot of acclimation taking place with, um, you know, everything. You know, quite candidly, we have a fairly new staff. You know, clearly, I'm in a new position, and there's a feeling out process, and there's processes being put in that just candidly take some time. And so um, I'm excited about the steps we're taking, but we're going, we're going fast as slowly as possible. How has spring training changed from your first spring training? You know what? It's eerily similar. Is it? Um, different moving parts relative to relationships and people. You know, in St. Louis, there was more established relationship. Been there for, you know, 100 years, and so that part was was um, was easier here. Um, you know, it's about, okay, continuing to build the relationships. It would have been a real challenge coming in cold. Yep. Um, but, you know, having the relationships, having the off season once the job got established, once the staff got established to start to create these processes, these nuances of how we're going to, how we're going to put things together because we're, we, we, uh, you know, listen, I don't want to minimize how anybody does does anything relative to the game of baseball, but we want to make things simple and actionable. But there's a lot of complexities in, in, in this game, and mastering and working on all of them takes just takes time, yeah. you know. And so um, I'm pleased where we're at. we got a ways to go. most important thing to wrap up the question, though, is, is – um, we have a group of players in our clubhouse that are willing to run the race with us, and, you know, it starts there. 
the uh, evaluation process as you're kind of going through. I'm just curious how how you kind of plan it out. Like so far, and I'm sure this will change a little bit, but the home games, we've seen a, a little more of the veterans in a lineup like today. When you've gone on the road yesterday, you've taken a little some more of the younger players, you know, making being on a bus all the way to Mesa, Arizona. That'll change, I imagine, a little bit as spring goes on and you get more of a mix of those players together. It, it, it will change. Yeah. I mean, you're always going to be deferential. Um, there's a rightful pecking order of, you know, when guys are have their time, whether they travel or not. And people earn not taking that bus trip in spring training and being able to stay back. Um, and so, but it's never the sacrifice of getting the work or the at bats. Um, our schedule actually works out fairly favorably where we can take care of our guys that, you know, keep them at home, keep them fresher, um, and create those opportunities you mentioned relative to the, um, which are quite a few. You know, we've got a lot of openings, yeah. you know, and so those guys get the chance to, you know, at home and in on the road to go and compete and um, and do it. But, you know, we try to put the schedule with a lot of different things in mind. We talked to uh, Sugar earlier uh, today, and we asked him, you know, this is your prob- This is definitely your first camp where you've come in, and you have a shot. I mean, you have a shot to win uh, a starting job, potentially. And he said he put in the work in the offseason. But we also asked him how difficult it is knowing that there's, a- there's guys always breathing down your neck. And I'm sure it's like that for, you know, even guys that make $25, $30 million. There's always somebody... Uh, coming up that can maybe do it a little cheaper and, and a little bit younger, it's tough. It, it, it's a tough thing. Do you see a lot of leadership from guys like Sugar helping the, those young guys out, guys like Tatis, and kind of shepherding them along? Yeah, at its best, that's what it looks like, and I'm, I am starting to see that. That's a very, very um, unique thing to have happen sure. and challenging because, and it's also something I'm used to, and it's um, when it's at its best, that's what it is when you are – encouraging the next guy that has a chance to take your job and share that your experiences to help him be a better version of himself in a team setting that's that's when you're really clicking and, and i'll tell you a quick story uh, i won't tell too many stories from my past but i have some pretty good ones we love stories yeah, yeah i mean so, it's like our favorite thing all right so, so yeah. story time yeah all right so you know i ran minor league camp for years over in, in st louis and i would always get the guys, you know, Tony would speak and Albert and Holiday, et cetera. So I got Albert to speak one year. And so, you know, there's all the minor league camp, all the position players. And he's talking. And first of all, he said, how long are you going to talk? I, you know, I talk, I talk 15 minutes. Okay, great. Well, we're 45 minutes into it later. <laughs> and it's fantastic. It's like, it's like pure, absolute riveting gold, hitting, how to go about things, how to think about setting up pictures. It was just, it's just fantastic stuff. And he pours into him, and he gets done. And everybody asks questions, interactive. It was fantastic. And so we get done with it, and he turns to me and goes, Hey, guys, I want – he goes, I know you guys want to come to the big leagues. And he goes, there's only, tw- at the time, 25-man roster. And he said, Shilty, how many guys we got here? I'm like, I don't know, 80, 85 guys? He goes, all of you are coming – help you because I want you to be a big leaguer and get the most out of your God-given ability. Everybody's like, yes, yeah, it's great. And he says, I'm going to tell you one last thing. You will never take my job. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was absolutely fantastic because he sat there for 45 minutes. I saw him do it. He'd take guys out for dinners. He'd sit in the cages and he would just share, share. He went down with Matt Adams at first base. Oh, yeah. 
when he was in A-ball because he knew this guy's going to come up and help us, which he did. He did. You know, a couple times. And he went down there for 45 minutes, went eyewash with the kendo and worked on all the different things at first base. And, and I can give you a, a lot of different examples. But you get the point. And he worked with them, worked with them, but he, he wasn't going to. No. But that's that's how this game works. It's pure competition. If somebody's always coming after your job, I love it. How and much sharing you, somebody to share to take that's going to have a chance to take it from you, pretty impressive. I know uh, you know Cardinals are rooted in history, but how much have you been able to lean on some of the Padres legends? I know Trevor Hoffman has been here, and some of the similar things that they can impart on some of the young players. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because again, I hesitate to mention anything too much in my past. I think the story's entertaining, but I'm more about embracing and creating. What we're going to do here in San Diego, not for the short term, but not only for the short term, but for the long term. So, you know, we have legacy players here. We have legacy people here um, and continuing because they have been, you know, Trevor Hoffman is a legacy. He's unreal. He's unreal. You know, he's he's, you know, we talk about uh, Peter. So we talk about best in class. Trevor Hoffman is best in class. Period. Yeah. Period. Period. In the Senate. Yep. So he's in camp as he typically has been. Um, and now there's just a continuing encouragement, not that he needs it, but also intentionality from my part to make sure he's included, involved, sharing his wisdom, because that's where the exponential growth comes from, the, the Trevor Hoffmans, the Glenn Hoffmans who's around, you know, the Mark Loretta's, you know, I want to see P back more, the Randy Joneses, um, you know, all these guys, you know, we got Alan Craig, AJ Ellis, Craig Stamen is in more of a fish, official capacity. But all these guys that have the experiences, love the Padres, and can share and grow our players, are, it's, it's really important to, to our organization. Now, you brought up a dinner a minute ago, and then we're going to try to get together yeah. for a meal. Well, what is your, what's your preference? What do you like? I am dominating Chipotle right now. Okay. Wow. We can do better. Well, it's on the company. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I mean. Do you like PF Chang's? I, I love P.F. Chang's. Right. Yep. P.F. Chang's. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do it. Sounds, it's sounds great. It's easy. Yeah, it's fantastic. I know. Sorry. They're, they're, all, they're all waiting for you <laughs> over there. We like, we like the power of like holding you yeah, and yeah, making no, them fair. all wait yeah, that's fine. for the manager's yeah, hey, time. We're but... still early. There you go. We have plenty of time. Oh, oh good. Plenty are we? Oh, okay. Well, as long as you're still here. I heard uh, Rob Manford was here today. Yeah, the, uh, did you get to talk to him at all? I did. Did you scream at him or anything? I didn't. I was very polite. You know, that office is, uh, has been good to me. They have taken my money in the past a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. Um, but, but rightfully so. Did, All right, yeah, I, yeah, you don't have it. to share what goes on. I just want to, did someone ask him about the pants? Did anyone bring up the pants? No, it was not a You pant. haven't gotten your pants yet. Yeah, no, we haven't gotten our pants yet. Yeah, that's fair. So, we, you know, we'll reserve judgment. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, you know, we are grateful to have them. Sure. Yeah, yeah yes, exactly. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure the boys wear sliders. Uh, under the <laughs> Put yep. some things out on the, Fam- uh, the family show. Uh, on the internet. Yeah, yeah it's a family show. <laughs> uh, you know. Um, but, no, the commissioner was great. I, you know, I really appreciate the fact that he's willing to, to come in and speak to the group. Sure. And, and uh, you know, the room's the room. It'll stay in the room. But um, just him coming in, I think it's healthy for for him to be able to have dialogue with the players, I think that's important. I noticed he ducked us, so yeah. I'm not I'm not surprised. He didn't he didn't he did want that right smoke this here. morning. They, so, uh, whisked they, him in they and out. whisked yeah, him out right. the they other did. way. Yeah, no, <laughs> smart. Yeah. Very very smart. Right, smart yeah. Smart move. On I, their you part. know, I got I got checked into a wall by a security <laughs> guy, but you know it's okay. I'm, awesome. I'm a tough guy. Well, let's well, let him get. Yeah, to his Mike. Media. We uh, we we'll look forward to following the journey along with you this season. It's good to talk to you in person, and yeah, we'll be here for the next couple of days. So feel free to say hi anytime you you walk on by. I absolutely will. Mike. 
uh, manager of the San Diego Padres with us. We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We've got more. Don't do this coming up. Uh, stay tuned. More from Padres Spring Training in Peoria, Arizona with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. had a great morning so far it's about to get a little bit better do not go anywhere we've got the great mug grant standing by he'll join us right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 the fan so for the first time this uh, season you'll be able to watch padres baseball on uh, padres.tv is the new outlet featuring none other than don orsillo and the Broadcaster joining us right now, the great Mud Grant. Have you ever been on a dot TV before, Mud? This is the first time? I don't believe so. <laughs> I remember telling my mom a long time ago, hey, I'm going to be on TV someday. And she said, the only way you're going to be on TV is if I set you up on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> the great. But the, the only reason why Mrs. I came Brand. with you guys today, I was trying to listen to the ads in between. Yeah. I just... I, I need to get that number for the ED thing, for the, Dude, the number for you. thing. West, yeah, yeah. West Coast yeah. Mental yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let them know what's Acoustic he wave yeah. therapy. <laughs> Woods can hook you up for sure. Treatments don't hurt at all. No? No. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get your alternatives to pump, <clears throat> which nobody wants to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a mood killer. Hang on, I'll be right back. I'm going to run to the bathroom. <laughs> nobody wants that. And then the, uh, the Viagra, it's like, well, what if you take one? And the missus says, man, yeah. eh, never mind. And then you're, that's not a fun evening. So, And then when it lasts, what is it, more than six yeah, hours? More than you have six to hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's an awkward conversation. This is, this is, right. this is much better. This right. is, guys like us, much better for us. Hey, first pitch 105 here this afternoon. 1205 <laughs> back in 12 San Diego. back we in San not. Diego. Yes, but I'm just excited to be back in the booth sure, with man. Donnie and teaching a little baseball, talking about the brown and gold, and I know everybody has anticipation and uh, expectations. Yep. But that that's the beauty in, of this game, and you guys well know the way things went last year. You know, you saw signs. I'm one of these where, you know, a new year's a new year. You yeah. know, does September really does it give you momentum for next? Well, it gives you a sense of things can be turned around. Sure. That's the beauty of this game, though. The expectations the last couple of years for this club was the roof. The, the parade down Broadway, right? Yep. Well, now it's like, okay, sure. But that's the beauty of the game to where you never know what happens. For you, It could be one of those magical years. For you guys, Mud, you know, last year, um, it was excru- – the only way I can describe it is it was excruciating. You know? It torture. Was, it was torture. Like, it's beautiful. It's baseball. We love it. We love our squad. But to cover it, you know, we'd, we'd come in on a Monday – we were about to win our fourth game in a row, yeah. and then they drop it on Sunday. And we come and we're like, this is unbelievable. So for you guys, I mean, I know you feel it too. Um, last year was just as weird as it could possibly get. I always tell people I would have lost three bets. If I were to have a million dollars on each bet, I would have walked away with no money. Same. The extra inning stat. Yep. The one run game. Winning, winning three games in a row. Four, yeah. And then what was the other one? One, one run games. One run yeah. games. Yeah. And then uh, how about how about this one as well? The Grand Slam. Was <laughs> it for not till August? Yeah. Wasn't it yeah. late? Like late August? First Grand Slam. Yes. It, it so was, it was like a, full of anomalies. You know, the entire season. It was tough. And I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not in the fortune telling business, but. It just goes to show you that last year was such a conundrum and yeah. such a head scratcher that I have reason to believe that. For a team to experience that two years in a row, <laughs> like, I mean, 
the tide can turn, and you never know. Yeah. How th- this game of baseball, like any sport, how it can turn on a dime. No, no question. And you've seen mud. We're talking about Grant here on Ben and Woods this morning. You've seen, you've seen guys come through spring training uh, for many, many years now. I, I so and so have we. We've been covering this team now out mm-hmm. here, seeing these these guys and hearing these names. And you go out and see them. The guys that that have have are kind of on the bubble. The guys that they're talking about to break through the next level. All I ever hear about these guys, the Marcy's, the Motorellas, the Paulies, all those guys, the, some of the young pitchers, mm-hmm. dudes, these guys are studs. And, yeah. you know, you got to do it at the highest level, but so far so good for a lot of these guys. I think the experience of just being here, being in that room, getting dressed with the big leaguers and what it takes, there, there's a couple of things. One is, wow, it's the big leagues, yeah. but it is spring training. But secondly, you sit back and you think to yourself, boy, these guys, they're, they're pretty much just like me. They're, they're talented, uh, you know, they're uber talented because they've been here for a long time. But my point is, you know, you walk into a clubhouse and you realize that some player, teammate, the way he acts, the way he talks, the way he goes about his business, you know what? That's the way That's the way I am, right? So it's just a matter of going out there and executing and having these kids go out there and getting some A-Bs and some innings. For instance, Jackson Merrill, great athlete. I hear he's a great kid. Will he succeed in left field? If he is, in fact, the left fielder, well, who knows? But I tell you what, if Mike Schilt sits down with him and says, hey, you know, you're going to be a Believe me, his his confidence is going to skyrocket. He's going to do everything in his power to get out there and face big league pitching. Yeah. Can he face the big league pitching? That remains to be seen. But I'm excited. I talked to a lot of people in the minor leagues, uh, coaches and administration guys, and they say that they couldn't be happier right now with the, the loads of talent that they have down there. Yeah. But, but then uh, again, it is the minor leagues. You got you got to prove it at the big league level. That's 100%. where you pay the dividends. Yep. Today uh, marks the beginning of your 29th year as a broadcaster in Major League Baseball after your playing career. Do you still like you work on anything like the off season or is it at this work point on craft? Yeah. Do you, is there anything like I want to do this this year differently? I read comic better? books all off season. <laughs> and just... Why do I believe that? Actually, <laughs> no. I try to. I think one of the greatest things that you could ever do for yourself to help you learn more is to read as much as you can. And I listen to you guys in the morning Thank as well you. to try to learn something. You learn nothing there. <laughs> that just to keep up and we are so lucky these days to have the access of MLB.com. Yep. Stories like when Mike Schilt talks every morning, AJ Casavell, Dennis Lynn, Kevin AC, they read their stuff. So yeah, a little bit here and there. Try to as much as I can to to just keep a, a hand, the on, you a, hand on the pulse. Listen to Woods to hear how he makes fun of me Correct. to help you make make fun of make Don. fun of Don right, 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 a little right. bit more. <laughs> I very, see, I see where similar. you're coming from now. I wanted to ask you this question. <laughs> I asked some of the guys when we were out here at fantasy camp, the old school guys. I did, and it 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 bothered me. It resonated with me so much this year at camp to hear some of the guys from maybe even the generation before you, that they don't like baseball anymore. And that breaks my heart. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 and there was like this, I have this urge to bring, you know, Flan back to the game. To Is where he, he a treat or he's what? He's the greatest, man. He's the greatest. But wow. he's like, ah, you know, yeah. Goose Gossage is yeah. like, ah. And I'm like, oh, like, how, how have you been able to embrace the changes in baseball, and, and how come so many of your, your former compatriots haven't been able to? I have learned through the years to embrace change. I think change is good. I think it's inevitable. It, yes. And it we is. have to adjust. Yeah. 
if Rich Gossage or Tim Flannery or Tim Lawler yeah. or somebody, that's their opinion. Sure. That's and, and I get it. I really get it. But in the business that I'm in, I need to adjust. I want to adjust because I still want to enjoy the game. Yeah. I still enjoy the game. Yeah. I would like to see a little bit more of the strategic type baseball to where let I me mean, let's face it the lineup has changed oh yeah gone are the days where the guys you know leading off a little pesky yeah. brett butler <laughs> right <laughs> right? So yeah. right 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 yeah, no, and if you walk and it's a double uh yeah it's just the game has changed uh it's the three outcome game right but i still get that feel of being a little kid going to the ball yard every day yep. And I know it sounds corny, it sounds cliche, but you hear that crack of the bat, and you hear the ball in the glove, you hear the spikes on the concrete, and it's still a, a great game, but it has changed, there's no doubt about it. And I have a tendency, I, I want, I have to, and I want to embrace it, and yeah. I think I have over the years. I think you have too. I think you have, and I think... Uh, and I have as well. It's I think been I, a learning process. I'm all, you know, as I get older, you know, I want to learn as much as I can about everything, yeah. and... Our vocation being broadcasters, you know, we need to adjust and learn. And it's it's been quite a journey. Sure. My concern now, you guys have the game today, probably about three hours. Will Don have time to prepare a meal for us? Yes. Because I want to go to Donatangelo's Arizona. And you know what? I think, I think it shut down. That's, that's, is it? Did it yeah. shut down? Because <laughs> violation? Be, What's going yeah, on? He, he got a D rating. You know the A card yeah, yeah, you yeah. see in the window. I think he got a D rating. And there was some uncooked shellfish. There, something going on there. Was yeah. he cooking in our Airbnb? <laughs> but he and I were flying back tonight, and then coming like back and forth. It's really kind of a, a funky type spring training because of the the TV situation, which I know nothing about. Sure. I just show up when I'm supposed to yeah, show tell up. Tell me where to be. And then the Korea thing. Of course, we're going to be broadcasting from Korea, too, as well. I, I, I'm so looking I'm really looking Don and Bud yeah. take on so, Korea. Yeah. So how about videos. this? So one of the things. I want to see Korean here's barbecue. What I, I want to see it all. Here's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to go to the DMZ. Between I want North Korea and South yes, Korea. Yes, because that safe? there are tour, there are tours. Really, I, I okay. believe they have tours. I've watched videos on this on YouTube to where I mean it's it, it's it's creepy. Test it's it's eerie. Flying over it's, your head it's, it's it's weird. But it, I'm I'm kind of like into that. You want to see it? I I've I've watched documentaries on North Korea and it's just it's you know once again learning more about whatever. Um, and it, it's right there, it, like it's outside fa- of Seoul. It's like thirty five miles close, from right? Seoul. Yeah, yeah. And it's literally like a curb. For separating North and South Korea, and Amazing. there's guards there, and it's like, you know, the dark side on the north, and then the, on the the back side, the south, it's like, you know, people are just you know doing their thing yeah. and whatever. But it's um, it's something that but you're I looking would, forward to this trip. I am not so much the flight. Yeah, well, flight. No, no one's looking forward to a trans. But I'm looking flight. But I think it's fourteen, 14 hours, hours. Maybe. Yeah. What, yeah. Do you, what do you do? I will get up and walk around a lot. Show videos to people on the yeah. phone. Yeah. The whole, Check this out. Time. Hey, yeah. you ever see the Blues Brothers? Check that out. <laughs> I watched the Blues Brothers the other night. I'll tell you what. Probably hands down, one of the best movies ever made. Think about it. Blues Brothers. Okay. Here's my critique on Blues Brothers. Seriously. Storyline. Cast. Music. Fantastic. Music, yeah. It's unbelievable. It is. I just Isn't got, it? I just showed Bo Fletch for the first time. Oh, I watched Fletch the other night. It's all about uh, I don't want my I don't want my wages garnished. Oh no! Open your raincoat, Mrs. Stanwick. <laughs> it's his favorite now. He loves it. 
There's so many sleeper lines in Sledge. Chevy Chase is so good. Like, remember he's in the house, Sally Ann Kavanaugh's house, and he's looking around. He's in the kitchen, and he just happens to turn, and there's like a three-dome light in the kitchen. And just all of a sudden, he gets in there, and it's like it's like caught in it. He's trying his his slapstick and his it's it's with, it's amazing. I don't want to have full rank on you. I'm with the bad measures, please. This is for the cops. Going to call the cops. I'm telling you, man. See, this is yeah. Uh, I'm now passing that on to my. That's a, that's a rite yeah, of passage. Absolutely. There are certain movies. How old's Bo now? Six. Oh. <laughs> He watches inappropriate things he all does. the time. We yeah, just watched yeah. Roadhouse the other day. Really? So yeah, right. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Roadhouse. Wow. Yeah, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What was the name of the club? Oh, it was uh, Double Deuce. <laughs> Double Deuce. Yeah, he loved it. Uh, he but loved Blues it. Brothers, man. Gosh. That ain't no Hank Williams song. <laughs> uh, excuse me, ma'am. We're with the band. We're just wondering, what kind of music do you play here? Oh, we play both kinds. Country and Western. <laughs> He'll go all day. He'll go. That's this is the flight to Korea. This, this did I show you? Did I show you the pictures? No. Did I show you the pictures of uh, when I went back to? Um, uh, I went back to Joliet to visit my mom. Oh, did you? And dad and uh, I just I saw went, the the Prellers. See now the locals. Too, speaking of the locals, dad, yeah. In um, in Joliet, we call you know the prison where um, Jake. Yeah. Comes out. Yep. That's to the locals, the uh, the Collins Street prison, because it's on Collins Street. In Joliet. In Joliet, Illinois. So that, but the big pen, the big Stateville, which it, it's not Statesville. The big house. It's Stateville. Ooh, it's, it looks um, like Shawshank. Yeah, I know. The My limestone God. there, it's, it's beautiful. And there's me outside. The there's beach. you outside and the here's prison the, and doing selfies. And here's the shot <laughs> where Elwood comes out. Uh, oh, Jake comes is. out. Yep. Look at that. Yeah. I'll hold it up to the camera. Yeah. Well. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, um, good stuff. Mud, I know you have intense preparation for today's oh, podcast. I'm to just to up to my so ears. We'll and, let you go. We're at yeah. the top of the hour. It's always good Did I take too much time? No, no, no you're, you're perfect. Perfect, perfect amount time. of time, as always. All right, hey, go Padres. Keep in touch with yourself. Go the Padres. Hey. Padres.tv with Don Orsillo, uh, 105 uh, <laughs> Mountain, 1205 Pacific. Uh, today, their first broadcast of spring training. Check your local listings for all the uh, rest of the broadcasts. The rest of spring <laughs> training with Don and mud uh, coming up. We've got one hour to go uh, still here at Padre Spring Training in Peoria. Uh, we'll get to a little, maybe don't do this since Maz takes talk in our final hour as uh, you know, players are on the workout. Get a little update, injury update for Mike Schilt as well on Yuki Matsui. He, uh, he shed some information after he left us with the, uh, the press conference scrum a second ago. So we'll get to that coming up as well. More Ben Woods on the way on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back. Bennett Woods, our first day at spring training, flying by. Uh, just talked to the great Mud Grants. Padres taking on the Guardians uh, later today. And we'll see uh, Joe Musgrove on the mound for the second time, Woods. And Michael King will make his first Cactus League appearance after throwing on backfields. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Michael King speaking to the UT and talking about uh, his goal for this season is 180 innings. Okay. Which is a big jump. He threw just over 100 last year coming out of the bullpen and then making a few starts at the end of the season for the Yankees. That's traditionally a bigger jump than most 
modern baseball teams would would ask from a pitcher to go from 100 to 108. Like 100 to 130 or 40 is a little more reasonable. We'll see. Sounds like that's his goal, though, yeah? That is his goal, and he does not want to be limited. Like Seth Lugo last year, who was transitioning from the bullpen to a starter role. Yeah, he didn't want to hear any of that, He didn't want to hear any of the the limitations. Now, I think Lugo ended up around 140 innings because he missed – he missed that month with the a calf, calf I yep. think, injury that he had, so it kind of ended up limiting him. But remember down the stretch, everyone's saying, well, probably nearing the end of Seth Lugo. And Lugo's going, no, nope. it's not. I, I think he went out and threw like eight. He threw great yeah, all the way through was, the season. And, and Michael King's kind of taking that that attitude that he thinks his value, especially as a, a like a number three starter, which is, you know, randomly a, a signed number, but you figure it'll be Musgrove, Darvish, and then King will be the, the number three guy. He says, "Yeah, I want to dominate, but you need to you need to provide innings. If you're going to be a top three starter in baseball, man. you can't just be going out for 115 innings and go. Yeah, they were really good innings, though. It's like, yeah, but then you're putting all this pressure on the bullpen, all these innings that they have to pick up behind you if you're not carrying your weight with a good good deal of, uh, you know, uh, quantity during your season. Yeah, and it's just going to be, it's going to be the the thing that keeps Mike Schilt." and Dave Roberts and every other manager in baseball up at night. What can I get from my starter? What can I get from my bullpen? How many days can I, you know, the the, the Rays, we see it every year, how they manipulate uh, their starting pitching. And does it always work for them? Sure, it works for them in the regular season, Ben. What happens when they get to October? You know, they, they, they had the run uh, in the short season. But other than that, man, it, it it's you got to get depth from your starters, and, and they all know that. And the fact that he set his goal so so high, that means that guy cares. That and, guy wants to that's, – that's what he wants to be. And I liked what Ruben Niebla said as well. And He didn't say, no, you can't do 180. But he also said, we're going to watch him very carefully. You know, we're not going to – we're not going to push things. We're going to ask him, you know, how he's feeling. We're going to check velocity. We're going to check mechanics to see if they're changing. Yep. And if he's tired and there needs to be a little break at some point, because we want these guys thrown well in September and hopefully October. You can't, you can't say, I, I need to throw 180 innings, but then you get to mid-September and you're like falling you're off the map yeah. and the Padres are, you know, fighting for a wild card spot, maybe going to the playoffs. You have to save some in the tank. You know, for a team that really does want to compete for a postseason spot, you got to have those guys still ready to pitch six months from now, uh, not just forced to, to throw that many innings. So there's always a balance there. And, you know, the Padres will be keeping a close eye on King and, uh, you know, obviously Brito and Vasquez or other guys who don't have a lot of innings built up. So if they're in the starting rotation, it's going to be a, a juggling act to, to try to cover the innings that they're going to need over the course of the season. And I think that's what, you know, if. if... It's hard because as a fan, you're like, all right, well, who's today's starter and what can he give us? And But when you're an organization, when you're a skipper and a, uh, a GM, you know, you, you need to be thinking about it. How many times have we seen this team run out of pitching at the end of the year? Um, and, and all the innings we're trying to replace, uh, it's going to be difficult. That's the thing that gives me uh, a little bit of, of agita, Ben, if I'm thinking about it right now. When you start breaking it down like that, not only is Michael King shooting for a record high, Joe Musgrove's got to get back to, to where he was, and you Darvish needs to get back to where he was. He only threw about Musgrove, what, a little over 100 last year because of the various injuries. 
injuries. Yep. Uh, you Darvis was shut down early. so You can't yeah. even overstate how important Waka and Lugo were. And, and Martinez, and really, Martinez, too. Yeah. yeah. It, it just you can't overstate it what those guys were able to do, uh, and I know they didn't make the playoffs or anything, but oh my God, it could have gone so much worse with those injuries to the the top two pitchers. Speaking and Blake of, Snell as well, spe- 180 innings for him. Speaking of pitching injuries, a uh, little update from Mike Schild after he talked to us. He went in uh, in front of the scrum and had an update. That on, was 10 seconds. It was long. the shortest what scrum ever. No one had any questions. It was what? So they asked about Yuki Matsui. Right, the back. And the back. And he, uh, Mike said he'd had some imaging done. The guy done. gets his first one. He goes, that's it? Had an, had an MRI. <laughs> uh, showed no structural damage, some inflammation. So, you know, they're going to treat him cautiously. But that was mostly good news that there was nothing structurally there. It's not an injury that he's ever dealt with before, I guess. So Ooh. kind of a, a new thing that they're looking at with Yuki Matsui in the back spasms. But uh, generally positive news for Mike Schilt. And then kind of looked at everyone, and no one jumped in with a question. And uh, everyone fought the urge, which is hard in this as a me- member of the media, to fill the silence and just ask something kind of dumb and unimportant to extend the session a little bit. But no one did that. They all said, you know what, I don't have anything else to ask. Okay. And it just ended after like four minutes, and it was it was done. I, was it even four minutes? It might have not even been I think been it was four. like 60 seconds. You, I had a you spot. were doing a spot, and by the time the spot seconds, was over, it was they, over. they yeah. were done. It was it was, it was very Certainly fast. less than two minutes. It was, it was mostly cow. about Yuki Matsui's health situation. Okay. And that's what was addressed, and well, they pretty much moved on. Sitting here racking my brain thinking what I would have asked. Probably no, nothing else. I mean, you, <laughs> tomorrow you'll have more questions. But we had plenty of questions for him. We had him on for 10, 10 12 minutes yeah. before he sat with them, and the 14 other people who were up there, they couldn't come up with a single question. So Ben and Woods uh, win the day incredible. on questions for Mike Schilt, the manager. Just an incredible, incredible start to uh, fantasy camp for your boys here. Stop calling it fantasy camp. I'm sorry, uh, spring training. Sorry. I, I mean, call it you fantasy know, camp. It's, it's fantasy it, camp for me. It could, it's, it's a fantasy come true for all of us it to really be is. here. But it it's really also a is. job for them. And they're getting ready. You know, They get paid and stuff. You didn't get paid oh, look who's to here. be here. <laughs> Hi, handsome. How you doing? Riley Westman Riley walking Westman. by. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How you doing, man? Good you jumping on with you? us this week or what? Whatever you want. All right. I'm yours. got to run right. it up a flagpole. Yeah. I mean, you what? know, the big man. He's, oh, you want one? Yeah, you can have one. He's uh, <laughs> A.J. Preller. We just saw earlier today his uh, parents yeah. are in town. They were at the game yesterday. And got to, I haven't got to meet them officially, but Mr. and Mrs. Preller uh, here at spring training with their son, A.J. your parents ever come to work? I've never... I mean, at some point, I'm sure they've been to a, like a remote or something. But they, my dad's they come tend to, to keep. Has their my dad come to the studio? Before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary's been yeah, to the studio to before. Watch. I mean, they're always welcome, but yeah, you know, spring well, training's the time for it. If that's going to happen, really nervous when my kids come in. Yeah, yeah. Not so much my parents. Well, your kids uh, are heathens, liable to say things that could get us in trouble. That is Whereas true. I'm not so worried about Gary <laughs> Wood saying something that's going to get us in trouble on the air. That is true. Uh, let me do a little bit of college basketball. Aztecs, uh, easy win. I know uh, you both text me. Are the Aztecs going to cover the 13-point spread? And I go, probably not. I mean, on the road, they haven't haven't been covering any spreads or even winning any games on the road. So why would you think that they just, you know, shoot lights out, make everything, and win by 30? But they did. Uh, 32-point victory over Fresno State on Saturday night. Uh, a win they had to have. You know, that would have been a very bad loss. Like New Mexico suffered a horrifically bad loss on Saturday against Air Force oh, at yeah. home. 
like a crop, like one that puts them back on the bubble of the NCAA tournament. That's what you want to avoid now if you're the Aztecs. You have avoided a bad loss all season long. Yep. Don't take one here in the last two weeks of the season. They play home to San Jose State tomorrow night. I mean, I, I don't even know what the spread will be. It'll probably 20-plus for that game. San Jose State is not good, but they almost took them to overtime up at San Jose earlier this year. So you cannot let up. You cannot have what happened to New Mexico losing at home to an inferior team at the bottom of the conference standings. You can't let that happen. Uh, the good thing is Brian Dutcher tends to communicate that message well to his players, like take this game lightly at your own risk. This is the most dangerous game we're going to play all season long, so don't come out thinking, yeah, we're going to blow the, this team's When's that out of the water. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tomorrow night. Uh, it's like 9 o'clock Mountain Time, so game? It was Saturday, be late right? for us. The game was on Saturday. Saturday yeah, oh Saturday God. night against Fresno State. Yeah, I walked in. It was like, holy smokes. Turns out, getting off to a good start and making twelve nothing is, is nice. very, yeah. very <laughs> 29 <beneficial>. to 5 <laughs> or something. Takes, pretty good start. Takes the home crowd out of it completely, and you can cruise to a victory. What was the final? Uh, it was 73-41. I mean, it wasn't even – it was never in doubt, that game. Never, yeah. never in doubt. The only the, thing in doubt was whether Fresno would get to 40 points right. or not in <laughs> yeah, that game. And, and, and let's be honest, man. If there was a team in college about to win like that, it was the San Diego State Aztecs. They really needed one of those blowouts, the one that says – no, this is who we are. This is who we can be. Uh, it was never in doubt. Team shoots like that. Oh, forget it. And that's, I mean, it's not always going to happen that way and that easy. But holy smokes, that game was a breeze. They've not- been waiting for them for a couple of weeks now. They have just been not shooting the three ball yep. very well. And for them to click on all cylinders like that, you're like, okay, this is what the team is capable of. And that's what makes them so frustrating sometimes. 100%. 100%. And I'll make, I'll make the uh, the outlandish prediction that even though they lost at Utah State last week, the, the Aztecs will remain in the top 25 in about an hour when the, new, uh, when the new polls come out this morning. I think the road win and the fact that there were a bunch of other teams in the top 25 and on the, uh, the outside of the top 25 that lost last week, they won't drop from number 19 all the way out of the top 25. I still think they'll be around... 20 to 23 when the new poll comes out today. Uh, what do we have? Do we, we're not getting any more players today, right? They're all. Um, I don't think they're so. They're mostly on the field. I see some bullpen sessions going on I think in I'm front of work us right now. I think I'm going to getting Don or Silo over here because you heard Mud say they are they're flying, flying out. After so, today. yeah, this is it. If we're going to get Don, this is the day we have to get him. So pressure's oh, on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Pressure's on to get Don because he won't be here tomorrow and, and Wednesday if he's flying back to San Diego. Has to be today. Has to be Orsillo time coming up. Yeah. Did he text you back, Paulie? I'm working on it. All right. Paulie's working on the great Don Orsillo, who dodges us all the way. I mean, if we uh, don't the get him, honestly, if we don't get him between now and 10 o'clock. We're toast. We, next, have to next tape, year. we have to tape him later today. Like tape him up? No, no. Like oh. record him. <laughs> record tape him to a chair. Him. Tape him to a chair. <laughs> don't let him leave Arizona. Kidnap him, hold him <laughs> hostage at our Airbnb yeah. all night to make yeah. sure he's on the air tomorrow morning. Let's be honest. He's probably not the first guy that's been held hostage in that Airbnb. Let's, if we're being completely honest with our audience, it's probably happened many times. Probably on the sheets that I uh, picked up and put into the washer. You wore gloves, right? Well, I did not wear uh, I gloves. I was surprised no. you picked those up. I wasn't going to touch them. I honestly don't never going to happen. Somebody could have diarrhea on them. I, mean, I have no idea what happened on those. God. I did feel itchy. Most of the night. You didn't lay on anything. No, but I jumped After in the pool. After jumping in that pool. 
I think there was. I mean, it was chlorinated. I'm assuming. I think it was overchlorinated because I was all itchy and scratchy, and it was not a not a pleasurable experience. Uh, speaking of uh, the Aztecs, we do have some tickets to give away, Polly. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, let's do that right now, since we were talking about the Aztecs. Your chance to win a pair of tickets to tomorrow night's game against San Jose State. Uh, Frank is standing by for the fourth caller at eight three three. 288-0973. Call now, 833-288-0973. Get a pair of tickets for tomorrow night's game against the Spartans. Tickets are on sale now at GoAztecs.com. Go and fill up VS Arena. Only uh, two more home games left this season. Then the Mountain West Tournament and then the NCAA Tournament coming up. So your last couple of chances to see the San Diego State Aztecs still in the top 25. And I hope still in the top 25 an hour from now, taking on San Jose State tomorrow night. All right, we'll kind of take a timeout. Uh, we'll try to track down Don Orsillo. Maybe a little don't do this as well. Haven't got to that as well. Court storming this Ooh, weekend in college yeah. basketball. They, they're trying to come up with a way to ban it now. It's uh, it's taking its toll. It's taking a casualty. And uh, people are up in arms. So we'll get to that coming up after a check of traffic with Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Don't do this. Brought to you by the Craft Taco in Sorrento Valley. The Craft Taco has some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. Verified. Go to thecrafttaco.com. Take a look at their happy hour specials today. Crafttaco.com. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to give away a couple more tickets here to uh, spring training in Peoria, Arizona. Qualify another listener for the overnight getaway here in the next couple of weeks to, to come join us here in Arizona. First, though, little DDT, and I will start in college basketball with another court storming incident now remember uh caitlin clark of iowa uh got was collided with with a unknown woman during an ohio state victory celebration a month ago and then this weekend as wake forest pulled off an upset of number eight duke duke's star kyle filipowski was pretty much run over by the demon deacons fans is that what you saw that's what I saw. Okay. That's what I saw. Because I saw a difference. I saw a different I angle. I mean, the overhead angle. The of, overhead looks like. I mean, yeah, he's, but again, he's ready to defend himself. But there's an onslaught of a bunch of fans. He's in the middle of the court. You're going one way. They're all running at you. I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, I I, I saw there was an aggressive move there of him to like. Which, I, by the way. I think this very justified. He ended up twisting a knee, though, in the situation. Duke coach John Shire was uh, incensed. 100%. The, the, the court storming practice needs to come to an end. You know my position on this. There's really never a good look for court storming. Even if your team won, if fans storm the court, you're basically saying, we didn't think our team should have won this game. We're so surprised our team won that, that we're we going to run down and storm the court. So you really should never be storming the court. If you're at home and you beat a great opponent, own it. Like, yeah, we expected to win That's that game. That's what we do. That's what they do at, at San Diego State at Viejas Arena now, and, and other schools should really follow suit. But, you know, now you know players are getting hurt, and there's really no way for security to necessarily stop it. I mean, what are you going to do, erect barricades like they do I, at soccer games? I saw somebody talk about, well, there needs to be a temporary <laughs> partition and, and all that's just... 
You're talking about drunk college kids. I mean, they, I mean, fi- they already find schools yeah. for court storms, and but that's what is fans are going to be thinking about fines when right. they're running down. Not really. Just got to be something that they take out at college sports. How, how do you take it out? Though I don't know. Snipers, you, you know, you never, snipers. Yes, yeah. snipers, Ben. <laughs> Stun guns. The old casino trick with the calipers <laughs> under the elbow. Yeah, you can rock onto the court. Under you're the gonna be so, You're going yeah. to be sorry. You will be cattle prodded. Uh, <laughs> this is a crazy story. Uh, you guys saw the video of Cam Newton, former uh, NFL quarterback. Was, uh, what the at a, hell? Dude, it was crazy. They were at a seven-on-seven football event, um, and it was for Weeball Sports. It's an apparel and sports media company. Youth uh, under 15 and under 18 teams in Georgia and Alabama, uh, Alabama together for a competitive tournament. So he is a founder of C1N, which is a program that participated, probably had, like, had a booth out there. So from the video that I saw, he's standing at the top of these steps. Two guys walk up and approach him. One guy grabs him. He rips his arm away like, don't put your hands on me. And the next thing you know, another guy walks up, takes a wild swing at Cam. Cam's got one guy by the shirt, drags him around the tent, and now it's a melee. Now, Cam Newton stands, I believe he's 6'5", 245. well-built guy. He is built like a brick S-house. You don't want to mess with him. And uh, it took three men attacking him, and they still never brought him to the ground. So, obviously, look, youth sports are insane. They're insane at almost every level. I am at the very tip uh, of the spear. The tip of the spear as far <laughs> as, as T-ball goes. Nobody's, no parents are, are yelling at me about playing yes. time because they all play. No parents are yelling at me about where their kid plays because they all just run into the field. I have told my wife, we had a conversation about it this they're like weekend. Goats just running yeah, they're around. goats. I told her this weekend, I said, I'm taking both through T ball and I'm taking them through machine and then I'm done. And I'm taking Taylor through T ball and machine and I'm done. Mike Schultz can handle it the rest of the and way. And she said to me, Well, and I said, I will never forget the, the first time I ever met Trevor Hoffman standing down the line watching his sons play. And I asked him, he goes, I don't want to be involved in this. Those are their coaches. I, I'm here to watch, be a dad, and root for my kids. And I went, that is the right attitude to have. Um, and I'm telling you, man, I don't know that I have the stomach for it. But this is what youth sports have come to. Full-scale brawls with grown men about a 15-year-old football game. It is ridiculous. So in a joint statement, the Athletic uh, reports, top-shelf performance trainers, coaches, uh, say we are deeply concerned about the recent incident involving Cam Newton. Thoughts are with all parties affected. Violence has no place in our community, and we strongly condemn any form of aggression. So I don't know. Uh, it looked to me that Cam was kind of in the right here. Right. Men were kind of But when you're a prominent him. figure, you've yeah. got to figure out ways not to even I guess. get involved. At a youth event, yeah. you know. All right, finally, uh, some do-do this on a Monday. And a salute out with or without our DD Mega Doo-Doo, to a, uh, a great football writer and a former weekly Ben and Woods guest in the very early stages of our show. Yeah. Peter King announced his retirement today after 44 years of sports writing. He uh, turned in his final, final Football Morning in America column today and said, I am done. I have, uh, I have spent a lot of time. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll just be bored for a little while. But after so many years, he said, I got to the Super Bowl, and I'm going, I just going to want to watch it on TV. Yeah. And just be like everybody else for a while. And I hear he you. doesn't know if it's going to stick, if he's going to do anything else, but 
he is going to at least uh, step back from the weekly Football Morning in America column that he has written for so many years. Now, uh, you're probably thinking if you didn't listen to us in the early days of our show, Ben and Woods interviewed Peter King every, every week. week. <laughs> Peter King was terrific. He is uh, he is the easiest interview. Do you remember the bit? Yes. Uh, we'd ask a question, and Woods would run around the building seven times yeah. to see if he could get back before Peter's answer ended, and he always did. It's a true story. Because Peter would give some of the longest, most detailed answers He's a dream. you could ever imagine in radio interview history. Coming up next on the show, Peter King, and we are out of here. I mean, we'd I have 15-minute like segments King. with maybe three questions. No, not even that many. Like two, two questions? Two to three. Two yeah. I mean, you would be like, so Peter, uh, you know, watching the Packers game last night, uh, what did you make of Aaron Rodgers' decision-making there in the fourth quarter? Five minutes would go by. Yeah, and he'll dump, like, 17 notes in there as well. Awesome. All kinds of things. You didn't need to do anything. It was a dream. When you had Peter King on the air. It he would just dream. do it all himself. You wind him up. He goes. You take a nice little break. You know, <laughs> we just relax. Woods would do a little exercise in, run around the building. Yep. It was uh, it was fantastic. Yep. So he wanted to salute and uh, fond farewell and best wishes to Peter King Retiring after uh, more than 40 years as an NFL sports One of the best in the biz, man. And that's Don't and Do Do This for a Monday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. This hour on Ben and Woods is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Got another opportunity here. We did it a a few weeks ago, and then uh, Annie and Elston gave away some tickets, and then... Uh, Gwen and Chris gave away some tickets. We got one more week of winners for a pair of tickets to see your home team in a spring training game at the Peoria Sports Complex. And if you win, you'll also be qualified for the grand prize flyaway trip for two, including the spring training tickets, a Southwest gift card, and a one-night hotel stay. Maybe over across the street where we were tonight. <laughs> Made possible by the Peoria Sports Complex. Visit PeoriaBaseball.com. Be the fifth caller right now at 833-288-0973. Win the tickets and get qualified for the flyaway trip here to spring training, which obviously has to happen in the next couple of weeks yep. because uh, you get to, like, March 13th, and they're on their way to Korea. So this is uh, this is the next co- couple of weeks kind of thing. But call now, 833-288-0973 for your chance to win. All right. All right, I got bad news, guys. Oh no, Don. No Don. No Don. He uh, profusely he apologizes. He but ducked us again. It is their first broadcast yeah. today of the spring, yeah. and uh, MLB is wearing him out with I get uh, it. meetings. Get the it. tape. Stick it like your finger, like it's a gun. Yes, yeah, like in Field of Dreams. It's like this. That's not no, a, it's gun. a gun. It's a finger. It's your no, finger. It's a gun. <laughs> I'm not, not going to show, show you my gun. gun. <laughs> I'm not going to show you my gun. Don, you're coming on the air with us, <laughs> whether you like it or not. You're coming on the air. I don't care what other commitments Get you have. Get over to the <laughs> table. It's not. Right. Is that a gun? It's your finger. It's literally <laughs> our only chance to interview him ever because he will never come on it. All right, tell him no problem. The guys say you got to make one appearance this year right. on the show in the morning. We'll go track him down after the show. Oh, yeah, we'll tell him. We'll tell him. Moonlight Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wind him up. Go to break. <laughs> we'll come back. Final segment of Better Woods from Spring Training next on 97.3 The Fan. Now he wants to talk. Six hours in the car. Guy didn't say two words. We could, you know what we could have done? We could have planned this segment in that six-hour car ride. 
I have a plan for the segment. You're nixing the plan for the segment, and I have no idea why. I'm at Padre Spring Training. I don't want to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals. But that's our Tier 1 tour stop today. But we can catch up on we those planned, on Thursday. Right, we planned a Tier 1 tour. It's the Cardinal way. They're the greatest. One per day. Best franchise ever. They just signed a bunch of old pitchers. One per day until the start of the season. It was it was meticulously plotted out by me and Pauly to make sure that it would get <laughs> – Right to the right day. I feel dirty and out here. I mean, it. you know, I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, okay. but why not just do it? Okay, let's For, do it. First, I will say that you still have a chance to win a $10,000 <laughs> trip to see your favorite team play across the seas. Six hours. Play the new Soapy Joe's AR game and immerse yourself with your own customized Chief Bubble Officer Tony Gwynn Jr. baseball card. Win prizes and more. Learn how at any Soapy Joe's location across San Diego or at Soapy Joe's Car Wash. Dot com. All right, we'll check traffic, fire up the Tier 1 tour bus. I finally won an argument here. We'll do it very quickly on the St. Louis Cardinals, and we'll be right back here on 97.3 The Fan. The bus is humming along. The bus is humming along. Doesn't it make you happy to hear the bus sound? I do like the, the bus sound. Right. Everyone likes the bus sound. Uh, and the St. Louis Cardinals are a team coming off a miserably bad season. Yep. Yeah, by their standards, by anyone's standards, really, 71-91. and 91. Last year, last place finish in the National League Central. Did not cost Mr. Ali Marmol his job, though. I am sure he is on the hot seat, his seat coming into this season. Though. Very, very, very hot in St. Louis. After replacing the guy that we talked to earlier yep. this morning, Mike Schiltz. Um, and now Schilt, of course, the manager of the Padres, and Marmol uh, facing a, a bounce back here. Now, they could definitely bounce back with a little bit of health, with good seasons from stars. Like, does this sound familiar to you? Get some good seasons from stars like Paul Goldschmidt yes. and Nolan Arenado. Yes. You know, guys that you expect to do well. Wilson Contreras had a rough uh, first year with them as well. Bounce back there. You could certainly see the Cardinals uh, playing for that division title in a weak NL Central this year. Again, uh, the their move of the offseason's got to be Sonny Gray. Uh, Sonny Gray is a really, really nice piece for them. Top of their rotation, and he's going to pair with They Miles. have some olds. The they pitching do. olds they, they, they have they... collected are impressive. So Now, Sonny Gray, is he's, he's a little long in the tooth. He's 34, but uh, Miles Michaelis is 35. Kyle Gibson, 36. Lance Lynn, almost 37. <laughs> Steven Matz, just the, 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 the youngster the, of the, the group at almost 33 years old. At 32. <laughs> uh, back end of their bullpen will be Ryan Helsley, who is absolutely nasty. <laughs> he has completely stolen the Hell's Bells from Trevor Hoffman. Uh, uses that as his intro. Uh, I think we asked Trevor about it. Trevor said he was fine with it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the bullpen should be good. Uh, and their, their rotation, I mean, again, Ben, those are all guys that have done it, though. I mean, look at their projected inning. Right? Wouldn't we kill for this? Projected innings: 175 for Gray, 182 for Michaelis, 175 from Gibson, 175 from Lance Lynn. Stephen Matt's coming in at the lowest at 115, but uh, that's a lot of innings. Those cats are going to be eating up, and that's kind of what we're looking for here. All, all well and good until one of them gets hurt, Correct. and then doesn't hit those projections. Uh, they will be uh, probably counting on one of their young top prospects, Mason Wynn, is going to be their uh, shortstop. He's been in camp and. Uh, getting some opportunities. So uh, like some of the Padres, like Jackson Merrill, looking at some of the young guys as well to contribute with a mix of veterans. So some some similarities between the Padres and Cardinals uh, <coughs> rosters going into the season. Let's talk some food with Sammy Levitt because Sammy Levitt, Sammy Spring Training, just joined us here, and I saw him the other night posted a uh, picture. He was at Whataburger, and uh, Sammy got dragged a little bit, as I do too, because I, of my love for Whataburger.
Whataburger. Now, everyone always wants to say, why would you get Whataburger when you could get In-N-Out? It's like, why would you get Taco Bell when you can get a delicious local taco shop? It's a different flavor. It's a different thing. Totally different. Entirely. And you, now people forget about spring training Sammy. Guy spent some time in Amarillo, where and that's Corpus Christi. and Corpus Christi, home of Whataburger. That's Corpus Christi. pretty much all you have to choose from. You have Whataburger, and then the other Whataburger that's across the yeah. street. Corpus Christi was the home of Whataburger. Yeah. Uh, the home of the original Whataburger, and I was blessed to spend two years there. Plenty of Whataburgers in Amarillo. So Whataburger is good. in and outs good. Yeah, I like both. both. Delicious. They're very, very different burgers. They have very different options. My favorite thing at Whataburger, to be totally honest, is not the burger. It is the chicken items. Yes. The, I don't remember what it's called. There's like a barbecue chicken sandwich Delicious. on Texas toast. It's yeah. the best thing they have. Or the honey butter chicken honey biscuit. Honey butter chicken biscuit is yeah. spectacular. Woods is, uh, has expounded I, on the I honey like the butter chicken biscuit I like the burger from In-N-Out better. Well, it's better. I do, too. It's a better burger. Than Whataburger's yeah. burger. But Whataburger has some really good chicken items. It, it's all good. You can also get In-N-Out in San Diego where you cannot get yeah. Whataburger Yeah, and they have plenty of in and outs here. Exactly so. right. So there, exactly there is right. that just newness factor. That... I've, I've gone to some good places the last uh, few, not few days, last week or so. Give us, well, we need a lunch now. We're kind a of lunch? Chaos. Okay. I heard something um, about Chompies, New York Deli. Chompies? Yeah. I've never been. So. Um, there's two Italian restaurants that are good. There's one called the Sicilian Butcher, uh, which you may there. have heard yeah, of. Yeah, the Ferris Pretty Wheel good. of Meatballs, right? That's yeah, the well, I've never, had the, yeah. I've never had the Ferris Wheel. I got wheel. the Ferris Wheel of Meatballs. <laughs> by himself, <laughs> by the way. Bottega, the Italian restaurant, uh, I've been to a couple of times. That's in a different area. I went to Culinary Dropout yesterday. That's a place in Scottsdale that was Sounds good. Edgy. I mean. Yeah, I mean, there are places that are farther away, but, uh, oh, the VIG. I don't know if you've ever been there. That's no. right across from Sicilian Woods is Butcher. always talking about the VIG. Yeah, my VIG. I'm always paying the VIG <laughs> That's every week. That's a good week. place. There's a, I, I, really, I really try to get off of Bell, Bell and 83rd here. <laughs> yeah. Because then it's all chains, and they're so busy. Always like, Good busy. luck for dinner on Bell here. It's tough. Oh, so. we're trying to take uh, the skipper to P.F. Chang's tomorrow night. So oh, think nice. It's be we slam. might need to call in our uh, I'm tier sure one favor busy. to make sure we get a we table. We do have a, t- a guy. That... we got a tier one P.F. Chang's manager who that's listens true. to well, the show. Well, I'm sure the so. Padres could pull some strings Maybe. to get you a table. Yeah, that probably could the happen. The Padres have their own table at P.F. Chang's? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I don't want to throw I know the Chargers are very connected to There has to be somebody in this building that has a connection. I don't want to throw their weight around. You know what I mean? Hey, uh Cover the Padres, cheerleaders for the Padres, uh, as you know. Uh, Sammy, so what? Uh, what's on the agenda Did somebody today? accuse you of be, being every, cheerleaders every today? Day. It does. At this point, you're like, whatever, man. Who cares? We are. We are cheerleaders. Yeah, I mean, also, not also loud critics, vocal critics of the you're Padres fans. as well. I don't think that's any we secret that you're fans. We, it's part of the job. We do I both. We not. criticize. We cheerlead. We do both. I could not care Constantly. less anymore. <laughs> I'm too tired. I'm too tired to deal with it. Uh, are you going to go to the game? Today? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to yeah, be over be there. there, too. You um, didn't go to Mesa yesterday. Though. I did. Oh, you went all the way to Mesa? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I was happy I did. Good game. Jackson game. Merrill. Really good game. Was great. Azokar had a great game. Did you guys, I don't you, I don't know if you played it today. Did you guys hear Merrill's comments after the game yesterday? I saw the quotes. My goodness, that young man has a great deal of confidence. He is, he is oozing with I confidence. It's fun. My bat-to-ball skills it's are fun. very, very impressive. I mean, the kid uh, yeah. does not lack for confidence. I was happy I went just for those. <laughs> um, yeah, he oozes with confidence. I said and... to him this morning, I said, oh, you getting locked in? He goes, I've been locked in. I'm like, 
did not miss a well, beat. Here, the, the, the funniest part of what he said yesterday was when Dennis asked him if he had heard what Fernando said about him on yeah. ESPN. And he took a moment and he said, yeah, I heard it. And then he got asked more and, and went on. But it, it, the yeah, I heard it was yeah, heard it, heard cool, calm, collected. He had some great lines at the end of that answer about silent respect in the clubhouse. He is oozing with confidence. and He's 20. Yeah. If, if he is 20. If he can play in the major leagues this season anywhere close to the quality of his of his quotes and his lines, it's going to be pretty good. So, hey, you got to be confident. Like, I, I don't I don't view that as a bad thing it's at not, all. Got to no, be confident. You're arrogance, buddy. You also have to be ready to deal with the inevitable failures. Sure, absolutely. That's what, what it must say. Absolutely. There's two kinds of baseball players, the humble ones and the ones who are about to be humble. Yeah, right. So, you know, as long as he can maintain that confidence and, you know, cockiness without it becoming arrogance, there's, I mean, there is a fine line between confidence and arrogance. Yeah. Well, look, and I, I think with him in particular, assuming that he makes this opening day roster, which is no guarantee at this point, but I think with each passing day, it feels, more feels more likely. I would say it's going to be very important, not just for Jackson, obviously, but for us as well to have some patience with him. Like if the Padres decide he's going to be on the in left field on opening day in Korea, on opening day at Petco Park, Oof. I mean, he's going to be 20 years old hitting major league pitching with pretty limited experience at AA. So, you know, if, if there's struggles, I just think we're going to have to be really patient, and hopefully the Padres will be patient with him because yeah. it might be a scenario where, hey, if he's not – you know, doing doing super super well from the outset. Like you've got to let him work through that, even if that takes a while. So it's, it's an interesting scenario. But look, it's it's hard to hear him talk and not come away really impressed hey, and see the way he carries himself too. Hey kid, welcome to the big leagues. Uh, your first game is going to be in, in Korea, Korea against Tyler Glass now, and then your next game is going to be against Yamamoto, who's got seven. Deadly yeah. pitches. Like, I mean, it, this is it, though. I mean, th- if this is what your career is going to be, get used to it because there's no there's no breaks anymore. I mean, you don't no. get, you know, you don't get the hey, this te- you know, this team's got every guy out of every bullpen throws 97, but, 98 miles. But in an addition hour. to the you know the swagger, he was also the first person 100%. that we saw here this first morning. Here. Yeah. Jake said, you know, lockers next to mine. He handles himself very. Very well in the clubhouse. Feels like he belongs there. What is, Respectful, though. What's been the, the – the, there's been a common theme, and you hear it from baseball players all the time. The way he carries himself. Carries the way himself. he goes about goes his, about his business. business. Goes about Classic his business. Classic baseball line. Classic baseball line. Goes and, about his business. And trust me, everybody's watching all these kids to see how they – Go about well, I mean, he gets it too. What was the quote when asked him? Yeah, I'd sleep here if I could. Yep. I love, yeah. I love working, loving, yeah. loving, do it. Take that in contrast. I think Hannah pointed out. Take that in contrast to Anthony Rendon, correct? Who says, "I wish we played less games. Yeah, yeah. It's just so much time. The game's I don't too care long. what you think. Say what say, Jackson Merrill right. says. Say that yeah. publicly. And I don't know if you saw the the first part of what he said after the game yesterday, but he he looked kind of annoyed that it had taken the Padres four games to win a, a spring training game. First thing he said, so. Um, like about time. Yeah, yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but go go back and watch it. So, um, look, he, he says all the right things. Everybody else is saying the right things about him. It's going to be really interesting because it's certainly a tall order 
at 20 years old with as limited of double a experience as he has to be thrust into an opening day situation but uh he's a lot of fun to watch and i'll tell you i i I was noticing one thing he did yesterday like he was DHing, so he wasn't out in the field and when his teammates would come in from playing defense he would go from one end of the dugout by kind of where the the managers are one set of stairs and went all the way over to the other and is right by the top step high-fiving guys like he that part of things it really seems like he gets and i do wonder how just having some really young hungry players Youth. with something to prove may affect this team as a whole in a good way 100 percent. we'll see very much a um a real looking lineup today yeah. against the guardians uh you know one you could envision perhaps sure. even being the opening day lineup for the padres uh looking forward to seeing michael king get his first action he's scheduled to come in after joe musgrove he's thrown on the backfields obviously but get his first look in a, in a spring training game for the Padres today yeah look everybody's you know talked about his stuff his stuff has looked really good on the backfields obviously you come away really impressed when you when you talk to him i think the the most interesting thing for me with king so far is just the goals he set for himself yeah. i mean he's been very blunt about saying he wants to hit 180 innings so this huge. season and he told me he's not a real big goal person of yep. like hey let me set something and let's go achieve it like a number but he has gone out of his way to say 180 it's a lot of innings for somebody who uh, is going to be a starter for the first time you know on a you know every five day basis so good for him um if he stays healthy and he's effective he can do it it's a that's a you know a high number but um look everything with him again has been really really positive I'm also not a goal-oriented person. Yeah, I know. That's, that's Are you a goal-oriented yeah, person? I, I'm so. more about the process and just I'm letting it a, play out. I'm, you I'm, actually have, like, yeah. benchmarks you want to achieve. 100%. I feel what's, like so much of that is out of your control sometimes, though. What's just the do next what you one? can. Yeah, what is our next? What's the next goal is it, for Woods? Or? For me personally? Yeah, or us, the show. Uh, yep, what's... I mean, what's What's next, then? I'd like to get to 10,000 YouTube subscribers. Oh. See, you have, like, right. numerical, yeah. reachable, tangible yeah. goals. Paulie thinks it's out of, out of uh, it's a little bit high, but I think we can do it. Go subscribe. Well, what are you at now? YouTube. 4.6. Du- 4. Yeah. We can get there. You want to double it. Oh, I, I think mean, you'll we, get we there. We thought being the number one show is probably not a attainable goal, and then we attained it's, it's, it. And, so. and keep attaining it, so that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a very introspective person. Yeah, but I don't want to be frustrated if I don't reach the goals. I feel like if you're doing things right, the process is going well, if you haven't achieved some arbitrary number, that doesn't mean you're a failure. So I feel no, like setting you learn, goals you can learn. be dangerous that way. Setting goals is never dangerous. Hmm. Never. That's <laughs> never a bad thing to set goals. I mean, if Michael yourself. King doesn't get to 180 innings but has can, a great season with 160 He'll learn what he did to not get to 180. You know can, what I mean? Can I make an, an observation yeah. about Stephen Woods? You're a popular guy. Oh. People like you. Oh, or they hate me. It's, it's one of the two. But people no around here, sometimes. people kind of gravitate towards you. There's no middle ground. You're sort of the Brett <laughs> Sullivan of this complex. Because I'll tell you, Brett Sullivan walks in a clubhouse. I've never seen anything like really? it. Guys that's, gravitate that's towards him. That's great. Yes. The way he talks uh, to guys. Can I, we hold this story hold for tomorrow? This. Okay. The show tomorrow. is ending. I had, no, I had no idea that oh, Brett Sullivan was Brett, so I've never talked to Brett about this, but I, he, uh, I, I'm fascinated. When he now, made his debut, I'd never seen air. anything like it. Sammy Levitt. Uh, we got Annie and Elston <laughs> coming up next. We'll be back here more tomorrow at 6 a.m. Thanks for joining us from Padre Spring Training. For Frank, for Paul, for Woodsy, I'm Ben. Have a great rest of your Monday from all of us here at 97.3 The Fan. So long. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 